Leave the girl alone. He's the American shithead who makes tricks with bricks. Guess the Kumite starts one day earlier this year, huh, fellas? <laughs> I'm becoming Brundlefly. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Don't forget to go, Lightning. Motherfucker, I'm trying to watch The Last Boy. It's all ball bearings now, That's bone. Dogs and cats living together. How's everyone doing? Yeah, doing all right. Oh. Did you guys see the new Black Christmas trailer? No. What is that? No. I thought the remake came out a while ago. I know. It's another one. Oh, okay. So Black Christmas was like from like 1974. Wasn't the last one literally like two years ago? <laughs> yeah, it was like 2015 or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Is it a Medea movie? 2006. No, it's not. Oh. Well, you guys should watch the Black <laughs> Christmas trailer anyway because it made me mad. The old one's basically perfect, right? So like... Is it Slasher Santa? Or no, not Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's a different one. Oh. Black Christmas okay. is like a, one of the first sorority murder movies mm. in the early seventies. But like, they just keep remaking old horror films and like putting cell phones in them, which like ruins the plot of every eighties horror movie ever. Right. The scary part of it is that you didn't have caller ID yeah. and you didn't have a cell phone. And <laughs> hey, you my car broke down by the camp. Can you come get me? Yeah. Cool. I'll it's be right like there. Phone, like I don't know. Carrie Elways is in it too, oh. and it looks like there's some cult shit in it. So I think it's maybe loosely based off the first one, but loosely that... based off a true movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be because you can't really, you know, top Olivia Hussey and Margot Kidder in that movie. Oof. They're great. Mar- uh, was Margot Kidder in Amityville, or is that Karen Allen? No, that's her. She's fucking Lois Lane. Yeah, yeah. So she's in it, but she's oh, awesome. The freckles? In it. Yeah, yeah. But also like. I wonder if you could just take a Christmas movie, because I, I bet it's all like Christmas songs, right? There's like 10 Christmas songs, and any Christmas album has all 10, and it's like 100 different people singing the same songs. But I bet all the Christmas movies have the same fucking names, too. So you could still call your movie Black Christmas. Yeah. But Evil like, Christmas. But, or something, yeah. Pick a Dead fucking Christmas, Christmas movie. Uh, Satan Santa. There you go. Satan Santa. That's great. Murder Night. <laughs> Chimney Chopper. Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it works for horror movies. That's what I mean. They could have, they could have literally picked anything, but they're fucking with my I mean, shit. Jingle All the Way kind of is a horror movie. That's a great movie. It's like just two men losing their minds. Ta ta, Turtle Man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gang. Let's start the show. <laughs> hey there, folks. Welcome to Intermission. I am Tiffa, and I am chatting it up with my co-host. We got Mark here. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. And we got Josh. I was here the whole time. He mm. was here the whole time. Suspicious. Incidentally, this is our 20th episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. One more year, we're legal. <laughs> yeah, man. How long have we been doing this? I think like two years. 87 years. Not counting the year I didn't know how to edit <laughs> and had to learn. How many episodes did we do that never made it to the air? Okay, so I actually put them all together and it looks like there's about 10. We did 10 fucking- That just never made it? Yeah, because there was Night of the Creeps. Jesus. Only the Strong, fucking The Substitute. Mannequin. Mannequin. Oh, God, there was a couple more, and I was like, oh, shit, I totally forgot. Oh, Christian Slater. Public volume. No, that one made it. No, not that one. We did another. Oh, uh, Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. We also watched that shit. I have no memory of this whatsoever. Yeah, but I think those were like, you Who know, that Broken first Arrow. Year. Did I pick Broken Arrow? Of course you did. <laughs> God, that movie is awful. Yeah, it was, and I remember how shitty that chick's fucking acting was. Oh. All right, Kumite. <laughs> Kumite. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had their own song. Oh, that song was great, too. I tried to write down the lyrics, but I was just too high. <laughs> I bet there's like 10. <laughs> yeah. Today, we're going to tell you a tale of Kumite, and I didn't even look up what it meant. Uh, Grappling hands. 
<laughs> is that no, what it serves what it means. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. Solve that mystery. And it's... obviously, that means we watched the 1988 Jean-Claude Van Damme fucking canon film classic, Bloodsport. And of course, this was a Josh pick since he loves canon films with all Is it like, canon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You saw this before, though, Josh. Oh, yeah. Hell of a time. So but I watched you... this like a million times when I was a kid. Before I realized there was good martial art movies, I watched all the <laughs> crappy 80s and 90s American ones. But you actually thought it was Kickboxer when you picked it. It's like, I don't know, it's like, it's weird. Because I didn't flat out mistake it for Kickboxer, because like when I watched it, all the fight scenes is exactly what I remembered. Like the whole stupid mm-hmm. or, stupid little mat they had up, and mm-hmm. like the dun- like the dingy basement they were fighting mm-hmm. in, and yeah. all that shit I remembered. But the whole B-plot, I, I inserted the B-plot of Kickboxer. And, uh, what is the B-plot of Kickboxer? Because I'm trying to think about what that movie is. So in Kickboxer, Jean-Claude Van Damme's brother is like a world champion kickboxer in the West. And then he goes to Thailand because they're like, well, you can't really call yourself the world champion unless you go to the place where kickboxing was invented. And the dude there just like fucks him up, like paralyzes him. And then so Jean-Claude Van Damme trains with some weird kickboxer dude in the hills and then (laughs) goes and fights the dude that paralyzed his brother. So basically every martial arts movie. (laughs) Um, So like what I thought when I was watching this is, you know, like in this, his like adopted brother or his buddy, I guess it's his buddy that he was training with his whole life as Mm -hmm. a kid. I thought he went and fought in the Kumite and Chong Lee just killed him in the ring. There is actually a lot of debate online about if that actually happened or not because they never actually say how Shingo died. Yeah. And Akumite takes place every five years so it would make sense that he would train again. That's what I thought the story was and then he like went and trained to avenge avenge his training buddy growing up. But I figured like you can debate all you want. I'm pretty sure he would have mentioned it. (laughs) That's true. And I would say that he didn't seem very upset at Chong Lee. He was more upset about Jackson getting hurt than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't really seem like he had beef with the guy right. until until he fucked Jackson up. Yeah. I will avenge him for his father, you know, shit like that. Yeah, like before he fucked Jackson up, it was mostly like, oh, this guy is what a fucking scary and kind of fights dirty. He is scary. <laughs> He's like 80% chest. <laughs> And his skin well, is so smooth. He's a professional bodybuilder and martial artist. Oh, yeah. He's he's actually like super yeah, huge I can't in remember China. his first name. Yeah, he's, Bolo. He's like, Bolo Young? Bolo. I always want to say Polo. But Marco. yeah, no, he was in like Enter the Dragon <laughs> and shit. He was in um, Game of Death. He was in mm-hmm. shitloads of other oh, yeah. crappy martial art movies I don't remember. He's in like over 100 martial arts Yeah, films. but he was a... Yeah. Uh, He's still alive. I'm not saying why it's... Oh, yeah, he's alive. He's still alive. Yeah. But yeah, he had a very long and illustrious martial arts career. Absolutely. Usually playing the same same dude he played in this movie. He's a bad guy. He makes a great villain. Yeah, the big big fucking gnarly martial artist guy. Mm -hmm. Had you seen this before, Mark? I had in high school because I remember quoting it like with all my friends all the time, but I couldn't remember the plot too much. Me either. I remembered the Kumite being said a billion times and yeah. being chanted, but like I don't think I saw it since we rented it on VHS with my family. <laughs> and also, I'm going to be sprinkling Kumite throughout this entire episode, so I hope you're ready. It's really fun to say. Kumite. Kumite. Yeah, well, the director is Newt Arnold, and unfortunately, he was never like a main director. He only directed this and a couple other movies. He's usually like secondary director or assistant director mm-hmm. type of shit. It shows. Um, yeah. yeah, but he's also like helped on The Godfather Part 2, The Jerk, Blade Runner, 16 Candles, The Goonies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, The Abyss, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the wow. Ooze, Ladybugs, and Last Action Hero. For... So is he a PA, production assistant? Sometimes. That's but most of those like. he was like the director assistant. Oh, okay. Fluffer. Or, yeah. I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme's obviously in it. The Muscles from Brussels, as, as he's known to me. <laughs> <laughs> in your household? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growing up? Uh, no, but that's actually, I think, his nickname. And he plays the character Frank Dukes, 
Dukes. And he, he was really huge in the 80s and 90s. Like, he was kind of everywhere. Like, body size? Oh, okay. No, yeah. Never mind. No, because he could do the splits <laughs> over anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, that that was his deal. And I remember chicks getting all like, Ooh. and now I see why, now that I'm grown. Because at first it was like, gross, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you want him to split into your vagina? <laughs> He's a good looking dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was also in Breaking. His background dancing, yeah, because he is a dancer. Like he's not a martial artist. He's just a very flexible, like you he's know, a gymnast. He's yeah. been doing martial arts since he was eleven. Has he's he uh, taekwondo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, taekwondo. Mm. Yeah, his dad apparently thought he was weak, so he put him into martial arts training at eleven. You know what weak is code for? Like when your dad says it. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> my son is very weak. I'm going to teach him how to fight. I'm going to buy him a hooker. <laughs> yeah. He's still in pretty good shape. That's my purse. I, I don't, don't know, know you. you. He was also in No Retreat, No Surrender, which the Rift Tracks people will know. Kickboxer, Double Impact, Universal Soldier, Last Action Hero, Time Cop, he and the bad Street guy Fighter. in No Retreat, No Surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like the Russian bad He actually was really good in that. I remember he did the splits and they're like... That's a pretty common thing. I don't know if you want to base your whole signature move off yeah. that. But like. I think the other character in that movie also does the splits during like, that oh, movie. So it's like, oh, oh, dueling splits. A thing, huh? that any, any, a thing that any gymnast can do. I don't. <laughs> it's weird. Well, he splits really far. Any gymnast can split no that far. No fucking way. Yes. He's not a gymnast. Yeah, he was. Was it ballet or was it gymnast? Yeah. Do, am I a gymnast? You, I, I have it could no be, idea. So I don't really see how that's relevant. <laughs> Quick, do a backflip. Yeah. I'm pretty know. sure any gymnast is able to do the splits. I haven't seen you for like a Just month. like that. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot's kind of happened have... since then. <laughs> Could have worn to do the splits since then. Josh, yeah. why are you wearing that black belt? Oh, I'm a black belt now. <laughs> yeah. What? So Donald Gibb is also in this as Ray Jackson. You might remember him as Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> and this is basically his other movie. <laughs> He's an actor, voice actor, done some commercials, but he also co-owns a brewery in Chicago called Trader Todd's, That's and awesome. apparently they have ogre beer. Good for him. Yeah. I feel like if this contest were real life, he would have won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Just because how fighting actually works in real life. I think, he I think Chong Lee would have won. He maybe like, yeah, yeah, maybe if it was Rolo, yeah. he might have won in real life, but... Possibly. Yeah, but I mean, usually, like, if you watch MMA, fights are decided by, like, speed, aggression. <laughs> yeah, because the kumite is just all no-holes-barred yeah. fighting. Yeah. There's fighters from all over the world because yeah. they all use their specific types of acting, and it really helps add in some 80s racism, too, because there's fighters. Yeah, <laughs> just sprinkled in. Yeah. <laughs> the Asian guy playing a Middle Eastern guy playing a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And with a gold tooth. Wearing, like, an Italian, like head wrap or whatever, like something at an Italian restaurant. This is what I think Middle Eastern people look like. <laughs> eh, close enough. Give them a gold tooth and we're done. The one black guy is using like an African monkey martial art or something like that. Yeah. that Which rough. I wonder, is that a real thing? Yeah. That, well, monkey style is real, but not... But I don't think that particular style. I mean, the other black guy was using Muay Thai, so... Yeah, that was, one was, was really rough. Like, I have a note that says, <laughs> don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, the guy from Thailand was Mexican, dude, so... Hmm. Uh, Roy Chow played Tanaka, his Shidoshi, which is another, like, it's a ninjutsu word, basically, for, like, your master or whatever, the trainer. Mm. And he's also a famous Chinese-American actor. (laughs) Also, he acted in over 100 martial arts films, some with Bruce Lee, like Enter the Dragon. In America, he's known mostly for Bloodsport and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, for the hot second, though, in Temple of Doom. He was oh, was he one of the yeah. uh, Chinese gangsters? It's the yeah. antidote for the poison you just drank, Dr. Jones. <laughs> the poison. <laughs> nice try, Lao Shea. <laughs> that. <laughs> and he served as an interpreter in the U.S. Army during the Korean War. Oh. He's a Chinese-American playing a Japanese man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Is> he... <laughs> 
All right, Bolo Young is Chong Li, a.k.a. the Beast from the East, a.k.a. the Chinese Hercules, because he was in a movie called Chinese, Chinese Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that tracks. Yeah. He also was in over 100 martial arts films, and obviously he's an awesome villain. He was friends with Bruce Lee, and also in Bruce Lee movies, Five Figures of Death, Enter Dragon, Game of Death. He was also in Double Impact. They were bros, apparently. That sucks. And then I got some notable mentions, just because she's kind of in it a lot. Uh, Leah Aries, she's the not-so-good-at-her-job reporter hmm. and unnecessary love interest of the film. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker's also in it as the unnecessary military police. Randomly, before he yeah. was actually Forrest Whitaker, really, I guess. Right. <laughs> I think it's one of his very early films. <laughs> How about your deep thoughts, gang? Oh, yeah, those things. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one, Mark? Yeah. I can go, if you want. Yeah, sure. Well, Josh can go last. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. The Kumite is secret. The Kumite is sacred, but let's put every guest and fighter in the same holiday inn and invite a bunch of POSs to place bets on who's going to die each round. There you go. Just a quick recap. Yeah, I wrote the Kumite. First rule of Kumite, tell everyone tell about everyone Kumite. About it just did not feel secret. Yeah. So essentially, my deep thought is how this movie came about because initially it didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. So even though it's a canon film and they kind of throw out trash, it still didn't make the cut. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, he, you know, he showed him his moves, yeah. did some kicks, and Menachem Golan was like, you will never be a star. Sorry. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. Who? I thought it was like he did the kick and he was like, you're going to be in the movies, kid. Like, it actually worked. I, I heard an interview with Jean-Claude Van Damme on a podcast and he said that. Well, I have Jean-Claude Van Damme right here in my apartment, so I can go <laughs> ask him. Sure thing. Yeah, but he said anyway, like, you know, he was like, fuck you, dude, get out of here. And he was like, I was really down on my luck. And then I fucking, you know, I couldn't get anything. And he went back and he's like, I begged him for anything. (laughs) And he could tell that I was like basically going to kill myself is kind of what he said on this podcast. Jesus. Yeah. He was like at his low point. And so he was like, come sit down, have some cookies and milk, apparently. (laughs) And he gave him cookies and milk and then told his secretary, bring me blood sport. The script. (laughs) (laughs) Golan was like, do you have a green card? Do you have a fucking agent? Cool, you're in Bloodsport. Damn. Um, <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, but I mean, he had to like almost get to his breaking point. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme at this point was also going to be in The Predator as The Predator. That's right. And he, he was there for like, there are photos of him on the set wearing the costume. Yeah. And he was like, fuck this. Oh, why did he get cut from that? He got himself fired so he could be the main character of this film instead of in a mask yeah. in another film. So yeah, he ended up doing this, but because the director did the first edit, they trashed the film again. They were like, this isn't coming out. And then Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme went back and was like, please let me do a re-edit of this film. Yeah. And that's why you can kind of tell it looks really padded. But Jean-Claude Van Damme was in the movie. He yeah. you know, he knew yeah. the choreography, so he was better able to edit than mm-hmm. the director who really, I don't think, had a lot of editing background. Yeah. And then the second edit worked out great, and mm. now it's a cult classic. Thanks, JCVD. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh, what do you got? Um... This movie is not Kickboxer. <laughs> um, I also watched Kickboxer last night after watching Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. They're both pretty good. Which one was better? Kickboxer. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just better, man. Like the story or the acting? Just the whole movie is better put together. Hmm. Is there a love interest in that one? Yeah, it's his, uh, Sister? his trainer. No, it's his trainer's uh, daughter. Oh. The dude's yeah. training him. Convenient. Yeah, it's pretty minor. Is he trained by an Asian dude or a white guy? Who, the trainer? Oh, uh, no, Jean-Claude in uh, Kickboxer. 
Like is, who's is the, John uh, Claude an Asian dude in Kickboxer? No, he's still French. No, no. Who's the person that's training him? Oh, that's an it's a that's a guy. Well, I mean, I mean, the movie is from Thailand. Who knows what he is in real life? Uh, but no, he's in Thailand. So most of the people I assume are Thai or whatever country they're filming it in and calling it Thailand. Nice. Back then, though, people were like, "You're Asian. You can be any Asian." Yeah. 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 It's like the uh, it's the kooky the kooky trainer. Because like there's only like whenever like the drunken these, master yeah kind of whenever there's martial art there's like three types of like masters mm-hmm. they're gonna get oh. there's like the kooky guy who has the unorthodox way of training mm-hmm. like the super serial one and then like the wizened monk one mm-hmm. yeah he's the super serial one oh I in this one. Yeah, and kickboxer is the one where he gets drunk and dances yeah, at the bar, right? Because the guy's trying to get him. Oh, I thought that was Bloodsport. I kept waiting for that scene to happen, and I was like, oh, "See, see, damn it, okay, see, that's right." And he tries to because he's the trying to get are the same. He's trying to get him in a fight, hmm. just to see how like how well he does in a real fight. So hmm. he just goes, gets him wasted, has him dance with all the girls, and then goes around to each of the guys in the bar and says that he's been talking shit about him. Well, we'll have to watch that as soon as we forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> watch what? real quick. <laughs> Which hopefully will be really quick. Let's get to the intermission. So today's intermission is brought to you by Purple Punch, which we also smoked for Radical Jack, but this is all they had in the goddamn store. They didn't have anything with blood or sports in it. Can you believe that? Wait, is this called Purple Punch? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of perfect, right? Like punch, grappling hands. Yeah, it was the (laughs) grappling hands. Punch, like (laughs) Kool-Aid. Like fruit punch, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, we can choose to use our interpretation, just like the Bible. (laughs) True. (laughs) All right, gang, smoke up. We'll meet you back here after the song. Joshua. Yes. So you asked in one <laughs> yes. of the la- <laughs> last episodes why Agra from the Dark Crystal had nipples. Yeah. I think I figured it out. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Why they made her with nipples. Yeah. Wait, how many nipples does she have? Because biologically, I understand why she probably sure. has nipples. But why did they make her nipples show through her shirt yeah. in the film? Yeah. Well, Frank Oz is the person who played her. And then I was watching like the behind the scenes of it. And he fucking is like a little too in love with her. Huh. Like he talked, oh my God, she's just so beautiful. And I was like, Agra? Yeah. He's like, she, you know, she's he like, he says that about all his puppets, she's, though. She's yeah. her, no, but he said it like several times. And it, you know, I was like, you wanted those nipples there, didn't you? You want to fuck your grandma. <laughs> I mean, we all do it, but we don't talk about it. Speaking of that, has anyone watched <laughs> yeah. the Netflix show of that? Not yet. Well, I haven't watched don't it yet spoil either. it. I haven't watched it. Oh, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It was all, it was enjoyables. Yeah, I, I haven't got through it yet. I've heard mixed reviews from friends. I haven't looked on yeah, online because I don't want spoilers. Most fucking stupid, so. Yeah. I have like three friends, yeah. and it's you. <laughs> you're, and Josh, you're all three of them. And like the and other Mark. two are fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Mark, and Sean. I'm, an, I'm more of an acquaintance. Two of those people are stupid. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you decide at home who's, who's who. You decide, audience. <laughs> I also have other friends because basically almost everyone who listens to this podcast is my friend. <laughs> So, what were we just talking about? Kumite? I don't know. Do you watch The Good Place? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the newest season, but... Okay, good. I've That show made me sad. 
Hmm? That that 80s lady, every time they didn't bring her Coke, my heart broke just a oh. little bit. They brought her, hel- they brought her hella Coke eventually. Well, At that- the end? Yeah. <laughs> but there were all those times she's like, oh, you're back. She's like, please <sighs> tell Coke. me you somehow remembered to bring Coke Fuck. this time. She filled up like the whole train with Coke. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. And when that happened, uh, I was like, Derek. Oh, thank God. I feel so good. Oh, Derek. I am a willing sex robot. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, she has one video. I could live like that with hella Coke in one video. Uh, Cannibal Run 2. <laughs> Cannibal. Dude, my friend Patrice <laughs> likes that movie. So I've had to watch that before. The only thing I know about that movie is that when they edited it for TV, instead of a uh, scumbag, it was scumbum. <laughs> that's actually kind of still cool. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's not a bad one. Got a case of scumbum. Well, Kumite. Oh, Kumite. 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 Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a big thing. That might be the worst Kumite I ever heard. <laughs> I remember my first Kumite. <laughs> Yeah, so Bloodsport, rated R. Very lovely, Josh. Is it rated R? Oh, yeah, dude. Why? Why? It would be PG. It would be PG thirteen now. Blood everywhere. Besides, like the hello janky broken leg, but it's like a barely butt. And you can have butts in PG thirteen. That butt is a sexualized butt, though. I swear to God, the the rating system is so fucking all over the place. Especially back in the eighties, too. I couldn't yeah. figure it out. Like you could see dicks and ass since PG thirteen. I worked at the video store. I know I talk yeah. about it fucking all the time, but I, we could only play movies that were like PG. And at night, I'd play PG thirteen movies, and I put on Ooh. fucking sixteen candles. And there's Bush in the first fucking two seconds. Yeah. Really? Bush. Like Red Bush or? I watched No, the, um... she's the, the, the hottest chick in the school is in the shower and she's got full fucking Bush. And Molly Ringwald and her friend are like, oh. <laughs> Bush. I watched a uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bush. A documentary on the rating system once. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a bunch of fucking prudish house moms mm-hmm. that give every movie its rating. Mad. Basically, and they have like no, they have <laughs> like no criteria. Like they just well, kind of. Just, they, they do. Just They're kind of, moral fucking values. Yeah, like literally. But there's no like rubric is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if it has this, it will get this. Or if it has these things, it will get this thing. It's just they they, they basically watch it and then decide. Hmm. It's like, oh, so it's How do I get on there? completely meaningless. Maybe if I wore like a suit. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. The person that made it edited hella hardcore pornography into the movie, his documentary, <laughs> just to fuck up its rating. He's like, in the beginning, he's like, this movie will not be rated. <laughs> huh. <laughs> But it's funny because it's like, that's why people went like as far as possible in movies because they knew they were going to edit most of it. Yeah. Henry Zabrowski on Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Like, it's fucking gross. And they're like, dude, we get so much grosser, but they edit most of it out. But then we get to keep a whole lot of gross shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's giving you a negotiation room. Yes. So it's why you like, if you're trying to like sell something, you way overprice yeah. it and then you negotiate down to the price you actually want. You miss 90% of the shots you don't take. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott makes that quote on the wall and he quotes it and then says, Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Underneath. <laughs> oh, is that from The Office? I haven't seen uh, it. It's a Wayne Gretzky quote. <laughs> Oh, is it? Have you been watching it? I'm not even sure it's a Wayne Gretzky quote. I'm sure people, I'm sure that predates Wayne Gretzky. You have less than a year to finish watching it, Mark. Eh, Oh, you actually seriously haven't watched The Office? I've seen like the first two or three seasons, but it kind of, I don't know. I lost interest. Season six is the worst, but. Season one's the worst. They're all great. Well, that one's only like four or five episodes. Yeah. Season ones are usually notoriously terrible. Like, Parks and Rec season one is unwatchable. Ugh. Oh, it's so God. Bad. Yeah, but you have to watch it if you've you, never you seen don't. it. Well, I think Parks and Rec is different because they realized the show wasn't working, so they were like, let's reboot everything. Yeah. They are trying to make The Office, and yeah. then now they have a show where people talk to the camera, but no one knows why. It's yeah. not like a documentary, but it still works. Yeah. But the first, she's trying to be Michael Scott, but when she becomes, like, fucking rad and empowered and hardcore, yeah. Yeah. that's when that show gets good. <laughs> she's just kind of a jerk in the first season. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to see Andy and his cast. 
Like, and you that's the first season. Yes, it's important to his character Literally, development. Literally, if you start at second at the second and season, there you miss nothing. Yeah, but the purpose they purposefully like dropped all this all the plot lines. You need to watch it if you you've don't. never watched it. If you've never seen Parks and Rec, you can skip the first season. Yeah, if I can skip the first season now, if but you've if never you've seen never it and seen you're watching it, it now, you can skip the first season. Don't do it. Andy fell in a hole, broke his leg, had a cast. There you go. That's everything you need to know. He was a douchebag boyfriend. <sighs> Done. Dunzo. Well, let's talk about Bloodsport before I get upset. No, let's just talk about Parks and Rec for another <laughs> half an hour. Whatever. And then Harry Potter. Yeah. Kumite. Kumite. Does that make you want to Kumite. dive back in? Where did this movie start? When <laughs> where? where? What? They're in America, question mark America. They're in San Francisco. Oh, when did it say that? Because the parents, he was like a winery guy. So he's like, I do winery, your parents, whatever. I don't know. They allude to it loosely. Let's just start from the beginning. <laughs> All right. Our story begins with a Canon Films logo to let you know that this movie was made in like a week. <laughs> um, I don't know how. I actually didn't see how long it took. Smallest budget possible. No, absolutely. I heard he only got paid. Jean-Claude Van Damme only got $25,000 to do this. <laughs> he got paid in lip gloss and baby oil. <laughs> I mean, $25,000 for a couple weeks' work sounds fucking good to me. Especially in the 80s. Well, yeah. and he needed it really bad. And, like, I guess he had to sign on for two more films, which he also got which I'm 25 sure he was grand fine for with. each. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is uh, Double Impact and Kickboxer, probably. So he didn't make yeah. as much money from the big movies, his big movies. Yeah, but it launched his career. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he has money. Yeah. I know he, sure like, he didn't money. I think he fucked up with Coke a lot and got in trouble. Oh, uh, he had a TV show not too long ago. I know. I couldn't watch it. It made me sad. Why well, was it bad? There was a, well, I watched a clip from like it must have been some talk show or something where he's like crying and he's like, "I have to rebuild the machine," and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Is he the machine or yes. is something else? To, oh, oof. Yeah, and I was like, "Don't break my heart." That's roof stoof. But I don't know in what context it was either. You know what I mean? I watched that clip out of context, but then it made me so sad I didn't watch it. Yeah, he's probably talking about like an old car in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> don't refer to yourself as the machine, people. He's talking about his dick. We don't even know if he did. Yeah, so the Kumite is getting all set up. People are cleaning it. You know, gotta shine up the Kumite mat. And then we see like a montage of like fighters who are gonna be in it. They're breaking bricks of ice and doing all ran- kinds of random martial arts things. Yeah, like you know how you get to break wood boards and shit. Yeah. So they're doing that stuff flying all around. <laughs> but Ogre, <laughs> Ogre doesn't train there, I guess, because he's an American. So he's got a punching bag. His name isn't Ogre in this, it's Ray. But yeah, he's punching a bag. And this dude's like, I heard you're going to the Kumite because it's hella secret and no one knows about it. But everyone knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, I heard people get killed there. And he's like, mm. so- only if you fuck up. That's <laughs> exactly what he did. <laughs> and I mean, I liked him in this, actually. He's not a bad character. He's all right. You, you think yeah. he's going to be a piece of shit at first, but he, you know. Oh, yeah. So instead of getting down to the Kumite, we actually have to go see what Jean-Claude Van Damme's up to, who is Frank Dukes. <laughs> he's punching a punching or kicking a punching bag. Yeah, because he's a Marine, right? Yeah. So he's at... Was he a Marine? Yeah. He's a Marine at some Marine base. I don't think they told us. I didn't they know They make it, it seem like he's like some special weapon. Like he's like the government invested like a lot of money in him for like some kind of project. Yeah. But it turns out the Colonel, Colonel Cook, found out that he is going to Hong Kong, which yeah. is where the Kumite is. Also, how does that guy know he's going to Hong yeah. Kong? Yeah. But he tricks them because he's like, okay, I'll go talk to him. Let me take a shower. But he just leaves the water running. Oh, man. Classic Dukes. And you would think it's, oh, they're going to be pissed because he's going AWOL. But no, it's not that. We've invested so much time and money into you. We can't afford for you to get hurt. America. Uncle Sam. (laughs) Apple pie. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I was like, he's naked somewhere. (laughs) Well, the towel and the soap was there. Now I want to see a scene of him running across the military bases covering his dick. (laughs) To Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all the way. Yeah. Pick up clothes when I get there. He glides across the ocean. All right, let's get down to some serious fucking backstory. Some nerd online said this is literally the longest flashback in a film ever, but I didn't. uh, No, there's no I didn't check it. Honestly, yeah, flashbacks are the third character of this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe that's how he also helped to pad the film to make it make more sense. You know what I mean? I guess the whole training montage was technically a flashback, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because this movie starts with him at peak body. He's ready for the shit. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, he trains, then joins the Marine Corps. And then goes to the Kumite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After that. So it makes he, no fucking sense. Right. So that's why we have to hear all this fucking backstory. So he goes to visit his old Shidoshi Tanaka. Yeah. And apparently he's old and Yeah, dying? he's like, I'm an old man. I'm like, you're fucking like 50. <laughs> you look like Bob from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> you look exactly the same you did 20 years ago. He has to tell us he's old. Because we can't tell. <laughs> he did not look. He had a full head of black yeah. hair and like a full black mustache. You think they tried to like dye his hair and he's like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> I'm not dying my hair for this fucking movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess he's fucking dying anyway. <laughs> so Frank walks into the house to visit his dying Shidoshi and he sees a sword and he flashes back to a forever memory of when he was a young child and a terrible actor. What kind of deal? <laughs> I didn't even realize this was a flashback at first. I know. I thought, because the way they edited it, I thought Jean-Claude Van Damme came into the house, said hi to the woman there, then they went into another room, and then these kids broke in. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, when's Jean-Claude going to come in and be like, yo, kids, get out of here. But then I was like, oh, that's supposed to be him. And apparently these (laughs) suburban kids walk by this guy's dojo, which is probably in his backyard, but the window's open, so they crawl in. I'm like, they found this or whatever? (laughs) And then they try to steal the sword. But when they hear Tanaka and his son come in, they like go, oh, no, let's go. They're bringing their special needs friend Frank with them. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't know. <laughs> we need a fall guy. <laughs> is, do you think all of that voice was dubbed yeah, by an yeah, adult? Yeah, whole scene is dubbed. Even the kids' voices. It doesn't make any sense. I, yeah, it was. Do you he, think that they had to try to establish that, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme has an accent, so the kid has to have an accent, but they did it too late? Yeah, maybe. He was just, he didn't actually have the accent when initially. Uh, That actually makes the most sense. I am not going to be your son's punching bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really, really bad. The dad and mom sounded all right. Yeah. So some of the worst uh, child acting I've ever seen, uh, for sure. But Tanaka's son fucking boots him in the stomach, and I was like, oh, shit. But Frank apparently didn't flinch when he chops his bill off his hat. He's like, you didn't flinch. I'll I'll train you. And then he- You're all right, kid. You're all right. Yeah. I'll make you a deal. I won't call the police. And he's like, you're not going to call the cops? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking terrible. He does make a face like I would expect because like, what kind of deal, dude? Yeah. (laughs) Like, all right, let's find out. Time for some secret training. Whose dick am I touching here? (laughs) (laughs) You want me to give you a hand? All right. You want to tie me to a tree and beat me with sticks? All right. Heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he uses him as like a sparring partner for his son, but he has to like fly to his parents' house and talk to them about it. And apparently he takes their son forever because you never see them again (laughs) or hear about them. They're like, okay, well, he's a little slow, but. Yeah. And And they make like the fucking Asian guy this like super wise fucking 
sensei type person. He's like, we both grow children, you know, <laughs> and vats at home in our, <laughs> in our labs. Like, and children need discipline, like the vines in your fucking winery. <laughs> it's like after he leaves, the parents look at each other and they're like, I liked him. <laughs> they're like, what just happened here? Where's our son? <laughs> Who are you? What's going on? <laughs> they got hella tricked. So even more backstory. We go see Frank and Shindo are now sparring and Shindo is fucking Frank up. Shindo is the son, and he's way better at martial arts than Frank. He even does a finisher move, actually. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Perfect. palms him to the face, and then says, why don't you quit, round eye? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed him. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny, and I was like, even white people can't escape casual round 80s eye. racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just everywhere. This movie did dish it out pretty evenly. <laughs> But then in another flashback that happens right after, Shindo is getting bullied and beat up by some kids at school. Which makes no sense. If he can kick no. the shit out of Frank so, like, continuously, how right. is he getting beat up by, like, three little nerds at fucking school? It was, like, two and one watching. Yeah. Yeah, like, you build up to him being, like, a really good martial artist for his age. I was like, it must be fucking racism or something. He's tiny. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. He is tiny, but Frank's bigger than him and he fucks him up. But anyway, Frank shows up and is like, yeah, knock it Frank's off. Frank's a little, you know, touch of the... <laughs> well, I mean, Frank's got a little touch of the poet's finger. You know, <laughs> that's my favorite old timey word for uh, special needs is boys touched. a bit touched. touched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he saves him, I guess. And then the fr- instead of like thank you, the first thing Shindo says is like someday I'll join the Kumite. Yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> and make my father proud. And then they like embrace, and that's the day they become brothers. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, even the kid knows about the fucking Kumite. <laughs> well, I mean, it's secret, but I imagine it's not so secret in like yeah. fighting circles. Yeah. And Tanaka was training his son for a reason, right? Yeah. Like, hey, one day if you're good enough, maybe you'll like, you know, go to Kumite. So it's like secret to all the normies. But he also said, uh, Tanaka also says that he left because of the war in Japan, Hiroshima and shit. But like, if you're leaving because of war, why are you fighting in a Kumite? <laughs> I don't know. There's no honor in war. Only in combat. I guess there's honor in Kumite, huh? Yeah, they seem to be big about honor. Oh, yeah, but then, like, the whole situation is people just betting and gambling with, like, it's like, how, okay, this is a very honorable event, but, hey, I'll, I'll take 20 bucks that Jackson's going to get his dick punched <laughs> off. Hope he doesn't die. <laughs> um, maybe it's just, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, that was part of the tradition when it started. Would, even yeah. if it's an honorable thing, it makes sense that it would kind of yeah. continue to be like a betting. Even it's, if it's outdated. Because, I mean, it's like a sports thing. And even that's how they set it up. Like, right. it was all these different houses. They love their gambling. Tell you Yeah, what. all these different houses were just having an argument about who was the best fighters. So they had a contest. Well, why wouldn't you bet on that? I'd bet on that. <laughs> I'll do it right now. <laughs> Fuck it, right now. 20 Let's bucks go. on the guy in the black shorts. He looks, he looks look in his eye. It looks scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks on Morty. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, but I wish I did. All right. Hard cut. And apparently Shindo's dead now. <laughs> yeah. And, womp womp. <laughs> and we don't know why. We just see that he has a big photo above like- A little altar. Cancer. Sure. <laughs> he got shingles. I don't know. I, I found it a little unbelievable that Shindo would die before Frank too. Like, this is a and he was, an accident. Car I, wreck. I assumed he was killed in the Kumite. You know, Asian drivers. Joshua, god damn it. Um, yeah, I assumed he was killed in the Kumite, but they don't say it. I feel like that would have been like a plot point. I will avenge him. I will go to Kumite and kill the guy who killed your son. Yeah, I yeah. feel like they would have mentioned that. Yeah, especially since Tanaka's like, you know, I'm not doing martial arts anymore. It's over. And then Frank's like, no, I want to honor you. Teach me, bro. He's like, listen, white boy. It's weird that they wouldn't tell you how he died and why. Bruce Lee was young and healthy. He died of a fucking allergic reaction to a pill. <laughs> nah. Yeah. The Curse of the Dragon. That's not how he died, is it? That's how he died. 
Jesus. Oh, it took like an anti-allergy pill and had like an allergic reaction to it. Don't argue with the body, Jerry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so now we're in another flashback because Jean-Claude Van Damme's older. When Shinto died, they must have been like, what, 20? Sure. He had poofy hair, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now we get a mon- sort of montage of grunting and him getting beaten with bamboo sticks a lot. And- it's called body hardening. And yeah, I was like, how, dude? Every time I sit on the toilet, I have Jazz come in and start beating me with sticks. <laughs> so, my toilet training. That's how you learn focus. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really long scene. I mean, it's a good scene, but it's, it's like- It's a typical training montage. But, but we've already been in montage for so long that by the time this comes, yeah. we're like, fuck, man. Um, Fight to win. <laughs> <laughs> Great soundtrack on the ship. Fight to survive. Yeah. Do you know that Fight to Win song? It's in the, it's in a, the South Park episode, the famous World yeah. of Warcraft one. It's yeah. a real song. I mean, I thought that was made by now. them, but it's like. <laughs> it does sound like it was made, made by them, actually. The they make great music. It's like an orgasmo when he's driving to like confront somebody, <laughs> and it's like, watch out for that van. It's switching lanes in front of you. <laughs> Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But finally, Frank gets better, and he's able to train with the blindfold on, never letting us forget he can do the splits. Because that's important, Mm -hmm. and not just a uh, (laughs) obvious piece of foreshadowing. Yeah, (laughs) because we're going to train to do something very specific. Yes. Well, he even uh, serves the Tanaka's tea, and when he does it, they both look like very approving, and we're like, "Yes, he's ready." Sounds like a brand of tea, Tanaka's tea. Yeah, it does, actually. That's a good tea name. A- anyone's welcome to it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess in the, the backstory, he's supposed to be a ninjutsu trainer. Yeah. Right. So it makes sense that he's training him to fight in the dark. Right. But in the movie, but you, they never say that that's what he is. He's just a generic no. martial arts guy. Yeah, but Josh, if I blindfolded you right now in your house, would you be able to like go into the kitchen and like grab a glass of water and go back to the couch? Probably. I think he would. It's his house. It's like, how is that like difficult? The only thing that was kind of interesting was when he, when he tried to punch him. Well, yeah, but like, yeah. then if you try to punch me in the face, I'm not going to catch your arm. Like, <laughs> Or maybe you would. <laughs> so I heard that the real Frank Dukes was the fighting coordinator for this film, but he didn't think Van Damme was in good enough shape, so he made him like hardcore train for three months. And Jean-Claude Van Damme said it was the hardest training of his life. But this well, he part- excellent shape. <laughs> this fucking part- is nuts yeah. how it hurt to watch. Like they have him like drawn and quartered between like two trees and Tanaka's like tying it yeah. down. He's like, ah, but it's all four arms, legs fucking being stretched out. And then he has to stand up and he pushes up and they like, don't break eye contact during the whole time. And the <laughs> yeah. central music starts playing core training. Yeah. Overcoming pain. Close your eyes and listen to that scene, <laughs> by the way. You're welcome. Oh, I did. <laughs> His crotch has been stretched more than any person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, probably. I thought a little baby was going to pop out. <laughs> yeah, just doing the thing that any dancer or ballet person can do just fine. Yeah. I think he was legit tied to that tree like that and had to push himself up. That fucker was sweating. I mean, again, it's not hard to do. Joshua, that is hard. I mean, yeah, but not <laughs> if you're a trained fucking gymnast and ballet, dude. I bet it still hurt. <laughs> I bet he was like, fuck. That's why this was the hardest training yeah, of his look, life. He's just supporting himself with his arms and doing the splits like he always does. Yeah, he was just flexed up. Yeah. I don't think so, man. I'm a call. screaming. Get some rope. I'll be right over there. You can't do it now because he hasn't fixed the machine. <laughs> I got to fix the machine. 
Yeah, well, after his completion of the crotch stretching technique, he is awarded the black katana. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He gives him a katana, and then they fucking freeze frame for way too long. This Spencer's gift samurai sword that I bought. But they freeze frame on it and then pan out, and I'm like, why are we still? Why aren't they moving? Yeah. Because it's not a freeze freeze frame. They're just frozen. It's like the episode just ended and the credits are about to roll. I was uncomfortable. Right? No. And again, <laughs> this is all flashback. And yeah, I like that they keep absolutely. flashing back to him flashing back. <laughs> I would like to have seen like the wife walk into the living room and just seen Jean-Claude just staring at a wall for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering if all the flashback shit was added after in the recap. Oh. And if like the original story was just like he was like the- an elite government soldier uh-huh yeah maybe it wasn't a flashback it was just straight no the i movie. mean like maybe that shit they filmed after yeah hmm. that would make sense the two conflicting storylines yeah and the original story was he was like an elite government soldier who wanted to go compete in this for whatever fucking reason yeah hmm. so then it was like we have to find a reason yeah. yeah it would explain why those dudes were so hard set on finding them because if you just go AWOL like that, they're not going to send government agents to Hong Kong after you. They're just going to be like, well, we'll He's arrest AWOL. him when he comes back. Yeah. Like Whenever we find him. Yeah. They've invested too much money in time, yeah, Josh. A, yeah. He's like Weapon X or some bullshit. Yeah. Well, Frank comes back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time to go to Hong Kong. Let's fucking go to Hong Kong. Let's fucking go to Hong Kong. So Frank Dukes is cruising through the city on a bus. And here we get to meet Ray Jackson. Jackson. But he's already drinking a beer. And he jumps on. He's kind of a fucking slimy turd in the seat. Yeah. And the chick in front of him is making the exact face I expected her to be making. While like, he's like, anytime a guy talks to a girl on the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I saw fucking Ray doing that, I was like, dude, is that how Americans act every time we go to another country? Probably, yeah. We just put our feet up on shit and breathe <laughs> our sloppy beer well, breath mean, on women. Fucking Hong Kong was an English colony back at that time, period. Oh, so dude. You'd think they'd be used to that bullshit. Brace of white people just rolling around doing a brace of white people shit. Yeah, don't do that, guys. <laughs> yeah, but Frank didn't think it was cool, and it was part of what I liked about him. He was like, I'm keeping an eye on this guy. And he kind of rolled his eyes. Yeah. You want to go out with a real big man? I like how they try to portray <laughs> Hong Kong as like the sprawling it's like Chinese slum. Mm-hmm. Well, no, know. just this area was the slum. That's, was it? That's where the Kumite okay, was being held. Okay. Just the Kumite area. Because the Kumite is being thrown by the triads this year because oh, okay. it's an honorable thing. <laughs> so that's why it's in that area. Sponsored by Nestle. <laughs> <laughs> so now we meet our love interest. Mm. And she is just terrible at her job. She's literally in the hotel lobby where all the Kumite fighters are staying. And the guest. Yeah, and they have like a bar in it or whatever so she's just asking random asian people if they know where the kumite is and they're like kumite what is a kumite it's like just come to it and walk in that's apparently how you get in <laughs> totally i mean it's like that seinfeld when uh jerry asked the mailman where the uh, chinese restaurant is and the guy gets up and it's a chinese guy and he's like oh so i would know where it is like, no <laughs> no i really just want to i mean fucking van damme and uh, fucking ogre were playing a video game before and ogre was just like you should come to the secret kumite <laughs> <laughs> no, that happens like right now oh, because it? while she's yeah. asking those people, they're playing like this game called Karate Champ. Yeah. Apparently. And Ray's all cocky about it, but Frank's better. Yeah. And then they they like, you know, quip each other like, oh, aren't you too young for Kumite? Before he knew he was into Kumite, Frank was like, you should come to the secret karate fucking competition. Well, it's because he was whipping his hey, dick out. what are you doing out. tomorrow night? Here's the address. <laughs> no, he got beat at the video game, so he had to whip his dick out oh. even more. And he's like, oh, you want to see real fighting? Come see me at the Kumite, bitch. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a 
Kumite too, bro. And then they're like, oh, let's be friends. <laughs> oh, but don't forget, Frank's gone AWOL. <laughs> so the Marines sent these two dudes, Helmer and Rollins. Uh, Rollins is the Forrest Whitaker guy character. But they're like military feds. I didn't really quite even get what they were. Yeah. Government agents. Yeah. CIA. So, yeah, they send uh, those guys and they go to the Tanaka house. I was like, why didn't they go directly to Hong Kong if they knew that's where he was eventually going to go? Let's put ourselves like a couple days behind. Right. That's funny. It's true because like his captain knew he was going to Hong Kong. Yeah, and they asked the Tanakas. Yeah. Did he go to Hong Kong? And they're like, I don't know. Huh. Well, I guess Hong Kong is big. They needed more idea where he would be in Hong Kong, maybe? I don't know. That's stupid. Yeah, and th- they didn't really have much chemistry as buddy cops, either. Every time one of them said, like, hey, we should do this, the other one would be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we should do the exact opposite. Yeah. Hey, this food tastes good. Yeah, I like it. Actually, it tastes like shit. It's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, so Frank and Ray check into their hotel, and they meet the newest member of their crew, Mr. Victor Lin. Yeah. He's like, you Jackson, you look like a Jackson. This guy loves him. Oh, yeah. So it's like America, number one. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, USA. Oh, that's somebody else. And then he's <laughs> like, who's Frank Ducks? And it's like, Dukes. Oh, like, put up your Dukes. I got it. Like, you know, he's on it. He's into yeah. American culture. He's just going through the motion. <laughs> Locomotion. <laughs> Mr. Lin also tells them some more backstory because we need it, right? What's going on here? But it's the biggest kumite ever. And he has been sent by the International Fighting Arts Association, which... I looked up, and it is a association created by the real Frank Dukes. Of course. And it also... Right. It's all his uh, fabricated story mm-hmm. about a secret martial arts contest that he was in. Mm-hmm. That he won and was the best at. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's way more. Yeah, I found uh, a lot of contradictory things I can talk about if there's time at the end. Mm. So his job is basically to help all the North American fighters find their way around Hong Kong and make sure they don't fucking get disqualified by fucking fighting and mm. shit outside. Because... Honor, right, gang? Integrity. <laughs> Integrity. And he leads them to the Kumite Arena. That's where you learn that it's hosted by triads. And he's like, this is a sketchy neighborhood. Don't go out at night. Um, <laughs> and he leads them to the entrance. And then the guy says, okay, USA. But in a gruffer voice than I can make. He's like an ogre. Yeah, fucking Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Okay, USA. Fire bad. <laughs> yeah. So Chinese Frankenstein. The Frankensteins built this country, sir. (laughs) So they walked down this sketchy fucking grimy hallway, too. And I was like, what is fucking going on? And that scene is really long. The hallway scene is unnecessary. Like, we walk with them in real time. Yeah. Yeah. But inside the Kumite, uh, dudes are hanging around. There's some bookies, gamblers, and big shots, as they called them in the credits. But just because they're inside doesn't mean they get to fight. So the Black Dragon crew who run the thing... They are like, what's up, Frank? What's your deal? And he's like, I'm a Tanaka guy. And he's like, you don't look like Tanaka. (laughs) But if he's a Tanaka clan guy, they're like, you have to do the dim mock. Or if you ask Ray, he says, what's the dim mac? Yeah. You got (laughs) to break these bricks that are conveniently already set up for you. Yeah. Well, they knew this was going to happen, right? There's always a process at the beginning for some people. Mm -hmm. I think Tanaka would have sent them a letter or something that said I was sending this dude. A thumbprint. Yeah. (laughs) Dear Kumite. (laughs) Hello, this is Tanaka. I am 45. I am dying of old age. (laughs) Like a Princess Leia hologram. Yeah. (laughs) Jean-Claude Van Damme, your only hope. <laughs> well, the dim mock is a challenge in which you crush a brick into dust. No, oh, the, no the dim mock is a death touch. The death touch. Yeah. Yeah, so he has to show it by exploding a brick into dust, essentially. Not just any brick, the bottom brick. 
He had a death touch? Yeah, he did have a death I'd touch. I'd be death touching all those motherfuckers in that hey, competition. I know. With great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. Why? Gosh. It's apparently okay. <laughs> yeah, there are no rules. <laughs> no, there's rules. There's rules. Dude, but... fucking like, Chow Lin, whatever, killed like eight guys. Yeah. He like <laughs> smashed a dude's face in while he was down on the ground defeated. And all I did was turn around. And he was like, whatever. Yeah, I know he was. But, <laughs> that, but they had honor. He yeah. didn't. No, but uh, they still let him stay in the competition. Yeah, exactly. That was as far as the punishment went, as they all turned around. And he, like, I think that was supposed to be, like, a big shame thing. But he was just like, psh. Yeah. <laughs> like, Later. Yeah. He's like, really, guys? Really? <laughs> Fucking lightweights. Mm-hmm. Well, the Dragon Bros want him to break the bottom brick. And only that brick out of a stack of, like, five. And so all the other fighters come to watch. And this kind of, you know, I think causes some rifting between the fighters and him. did death touch one of them. Sumo guy. And then he, like... The big guy. Yeah, he, like, knocks his asthma out of him. Oh, yeah. And he, like, walked it off. That explains so much. Because, like, after Van Damme does that and the guy, like, still up, he has this, like, super... He pushes him. No, that was after he punched him in the nuts. Yeah. Um, But after he death touched him, the guy was still walking. He was just fine. And he had this super, like... Oh, shit, look on his face. He's like, you cleared my arthritis. Huh. Well, anyway. <laughs> later That's later on. Yeah. The, the death touch, they have him get the bottom brick, so he smashes it, and only the bottom brick explodes. Yeah. And everyone's like, wah! Uh, well, mostly Ogre, or Ray. Ray really, really <laughs> likes Frank, and he's so impressed. He's like, that's my best friend. I love this guy. I met him 10 minutes ago. He's my best friend. He loves him so much. And they, they really just, this friendship I love and die for you, Sloan. He actually blossoms with a friendship with him way more than his brother uh, that he had and lived with for all his life. Who, Shingo? Shindo? Shindo. <laughs> Chong Lee is there, and that's Bolo Young, but he's like, very good, but Brick not hit back. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So he's not scared of you. Also, Bolo didn't really speak very good English. It was definitely dubbed, right? I mean, yes. yeah. <laughs> His lines were very, very dubbed. For a second, I was like, wow, that's like the best English ever. And then I like <laughs> watch his lips and I was like, oh, he's not talking. Yeah, it sounds like every voiced over martial arts movie yeah. ever. Like, hey, <laughs> you. Not hit back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and did you hear about his lines, Mark? Oh, because they're all very similar to lines that he had in Enter the Dragon? Yeah, they were like basically the exact same ones. That's awesome. So he just repeated those lines from Enter the Dragon. <laughs> oh, he's here, I know. Him. <laughs> I heard like in old Indian movies, like they would have them speak native language and then they would just talk shit about white people the whole time. So I guess you could probably just say whatever you want. They dub it anyway. Scooby, dooby, doo. What the farce trick? You don't know what I'm saying, anyways. Cannibalitate. I love him. I will now just say words. That is not great. Fucking jam. Yeah. And then apparently this movie inspired Mortal Kombat, but it felt like more Street Fighter to me. No, it's definitely Mortal Kombat. Definitely Mortal Kombat. This movie is probably one of the best video game movie ever. I mean, he's practically Johnny Cage. He's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, Johnny Cage's signature move is what Van Damme does Mm -hmm. to punch that dude in the nut. Yeah. He does the splits and does the uppercut into the ball sack. Yeah. That's like Johnny Cage's move. That's why that game was made. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, this is great. I mean, other movies like Big Trouble in Little China, they bit a lot of stuff from that, too, Mm. for Mortal Kombat. I'm wearing a Big Trouble Little China shirt right now. Like Raiden's whole character is based off the storms. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That's why um, they're so rad. What's the fucking, the monster dude in that is based off the monster dude Mm. in Big Trouble Little China? Uh, With the arms. Gorgon? Yeah, Gorgo. Gorgo? No, not Goro. The the furry one. He's in later games. He's not in the first one. Hmm. But don't forget, (laughs) the Marines are actually still looking for him, and they meet with Inspector Chen, who doesn't really care until they say Kumite. So he's going to help them. 
But back at the hotel bar, because the Kumite has fighters from all over the world, here comes the racist stereotypes, and we get one of the first ones. Hussein, his name is? Hussan? Hosin? Yeah. Yeah. But Hosin is trying to get Janice, the reporter chick, to go upstairs with him, because I'm sure she's been harassing him with fucking questions about shit, and he's like, nope, I'm going to get very forceful and handsy with you. It's like one of those 80s moments when he's just practically like, I'm going to take you upstairs and fuck you. And she's like, what? No, you most (laughs) certainly will not. (laughs) Yeah, she calls him an asshole, but he doesn't take kindly to that. So he tries to slap her as slowly as humanly possible so Van Damme can grab his wrist and stop him before he can hit her. Here it comes. Yep, and he pulls the leave the woman alone. (laughs) Five more minutes. It's going to hit you. (laughs) Here he comes. Also, if you rape a white woman in an English-run colony, they'll execute you. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, they might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because Frank did the brick thing, they don't really like him very much. They think he's like kind of show offy. So he's like the one guy's like the American shithead who makes tricks with bricks. Tricks with bricks. Mm-hmm. Then man damn death touched him and his head exploded. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Frank comes up with this idea to smooth shit out. So essentially Frank gives him a coin. If he can grab it out of Hosin's hand, then Frank wins the girl. And if not, Hosin <laughs> can have her. So um, it's still probably pretty offensive for the lady, but yeah. <laughs> at least I guess it helps. <laughs> if I lose, you can go rape her. But if I win, I get to fuck her. Yeah. She's like, do, do I get a say in any of this? <laughs> no, woman. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Look pretty. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Frank gives him a coin. If he can grab it out of Hosin's hand, then, yeah, Frank wins the girl. And if not, he can have her. So they're like, what's this guy up to? But basically... <laughs> He goes back to another memory of catching goldfish with his fake dad out of the fucking water. I was and... hoping that, like, he would catch the goldfish and then stick his head in the water and pull out an apple. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> oh, just me? Okay. Yeah, that was totally just you. So Frank reaches for the coin and Hussein shuts his hand and says, you lose, American asshole, which was also really funny. But when he opens his hand, it turns out Frank switched it for a different coin. Duder didn't like losing. Ogre's reaction is like the best. Ogre is so impressed. He's like, oh, oh shit. He loves magic. I don't even think he grabbed it. I think he just did a sleight of hand fucking magic trick. Close up magic and just swapped it out before fucking. Yeah, he used brain power over his fisties. (laughs) Close up magic. (laughs) That's what they call it, brain over fisties. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Duder honored the agreement. I was like, all right. Well, there it is. So now Frank owns that woman. (laughs) (laughs) So they (laughs) they walk on the pier and she won't give up the Kumite, man. She keeps fucking asking about it, and, like, I don't feel like she's that into him because of it. You know what I mean? No, she's no. Yeah. She's got the Kumite crazies. What newspaper do you work for that this rather small martial arts <laughs> fucking tournament is a big deal? Because it's a secret. The Manchester Press. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There's, like, 50 people watching it, and half of them look like they're just straight off the street. Yeah. <laughs> it does yeah. not look like they it's look a big local. deal. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, why would you even fight in it? And he's got two reasons. But the first one is personal. Oh, I, when you said that, I thought you were going to put up both your fists. <laughs> He's got two reasons. No. Number one and number two. I was thinking of Guy from Harlem, but no one knows what that is. Because so. oh. the guy goes, I got two reasons. And then he just pauses and goes, first one's personal. <laughs> you didn't memorize any of your lines, did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, she tries to take a dig at his manhood. But Jean-Claude Van Damme's pretty wholesome as far as this movie goes. I grew up doing ballet. I do not <laughs> respond to that yeah. insult. Well, and he says Kumite is for the fighters, not for the people who read newspapers. Not for women. <laughs> not for women who are owned by me. <laughs> so back at the hotel, Ray shows up in Frank's room and finds him doing the goddamn splits again. But this time between two chairs. And he just sits there drinking. 
watches him. Watches him do it. That hurts me just looking at you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it does. Yeah. It really does. And Ray, you know, tries to distract him, but he's meditating. I also like that Ray is always drinking a beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's his lifestyle, right? This is your job. You just fucking cruise around and fight and you don't have a nine to five. Yeah. It probably helps him fight. I feel like I could just smell the whiskey through the green when I was watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. I could smell like wet mouth for sure. <laughs> I could feel that. <laughs> You're supposed to be a biker. Mm. Like, it's like the only clue you get to that is the bandana. I was yeah. going to say, what was what gave it away? Was it the Harley Davidson bandana or the Harley Davidson t-shirt? <laughs> well, I mean, like lots of jagoffs have that that don't actually ride motorcycles. What, but, was, yeah. what was strange was he didn't do any form of martial arts. Yeah, that was one of the uh, trivia I saw. Like none of his punches or anything is martial. But it's like that was like was brawler. international fighters. Yeah, everyone brings mm-hmm. their own style. Yeah. He's like an American brawler. Yeah. American brawler. <laughs> Cut that. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Gonna cut it. All right. So the Kumite starting opening ceremonies are taking place. They got fire spinners, flag spinners, all that good stuff. Fidget spinners. <laughs> they get some backstory uh, about the Kumite. It's hundreds of years old. It would have been funny if it was like a 20 year tradition. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us for the 17th <laughs> annual Kumite. <laughs> the fourth, because it happens every five years. It's such a weird number to land on. It's every five years for three days, and they fought just to see who was the strongest motherfucker around. So. I don't like they're like, that's Chung Li. He's never been defeated. Chung Li. Mm-hmm. He's never been defeated. And it's like, yeah. well, he's probably been in two. This is his second one. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's his first. Kumite. You're, well, you can only compete in like three and then you're old. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Um, they pan through the crowd and then all of a sudden they see this like janitor and it totally reminded me of Charlie on like <laughs> fucking Always Sunny because he like had the same like shagginess to him and he was all slimy too. But, you know, it's happening. People are placing their bets and Mr. Lin taps them on the shoulder to let them know how you can win. I guess he didn't tell them before today. But there's three ways to win. Knocking out your opponent, the opponent concedes by saying, Mate. Mate. <laughs> or you throw the fucker off the mat, yeah. is what he says. Which uh, is pretty standard. It's knockout, submission, or ring out. Like, that's most, most <laughs> martial art contests I mean, have something like that. It definitely looks like a legitimate contest. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you, you get to see a bunch of people fight. The first guy, Paradis, I think is his name, he fights like Sagat. Like, he has, like, even, like, bandages and stuff on his feet and the yeah, high kick and long punches. doing Muay Thai. Most of the guys are actually doing a real martial arts. Yeah. I think most of them are martial artists, yeah, actually. It's, uh, it's, it's the Muay Thai guy. Yeah. And then he, you know, spin kicks this dude, makes him bleed, and then, like, uh, Ray's like, that's why they call it Bloodsport, yeah. kid. <laughs> and then Ray has to fight next, and he's fighting with some guy with some seriously fucking tight yoga pants. Like, I was like, why are his pants so tight? Everyone else is wearing, like, kind of like those booty pants. yoga pants. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Just to say juicy on the back. <laughs> Ray mainly walks around kind of yelling and punching, I think, yeah. is his style. I feel like he's holding a beer, but he's probably not. But Symbolically. <laughs> Spiritually. Yeah, the yoga guy gets a couple punches in, but then he kicks Ray in the face, and he's like, you made me bleed my own blood. And then he gives him a hammer punch to the fucking face. Looks like he broke his nose. Yeah, he just smashes the dude because nope. he's bigger and stronger. Yeah. yeah. And we never see his pants again. <laughs> Which is usually how <laughs> most people win fights. Yeah. And then at this part, Ray walks over to Chong Lee and is like, you're next, buddy. I'm going to fucking murder you. I was like, why? Why would you do that? That sounds terrible. I will say his reaction to him saying that to him. Yes. He's like, wait, who? Me? What? What's going on? It's my favorite part of the movie because he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he points at him and then like, the <laughs> Chong like, Lee like looks behind him and decides like, I don't like speak English. Oh, what did wait, he just say? Is he talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was zoning out. What's going on? Can anyone translate? <laughs> yeah. He's going to grill me? 
Yeah, so Chong Li's turn to fight. Mr. Lin tells us that he holds all the fighting records, including fastest KO, and he killed a guy in the last Kumite. <laughs> wow. So watch out for this guy. He's unlocked all the trophies. <laughs> yeah, and he takes off his robe, and he is smooth <laughs> and ripped. His skin is so nice. Yeah, yeah this dude's jacked. Dude, like, more jack than you think he is. Yeah. His chest was, like, hanging over his pants. And he's, like, the type of guy that can bounce his tits whenever possible. Which he does a lot during yeah. this movie. Oh, yeah. He's like, take this, intimidation tits. He flexes but, those pectorals. Yeah, yeah and he's a, he's a good-looking dude, like, when he smiles and stuff, but mm. then he just looks like a fucking horrifying maniac. <laughs> yeah. Hella quick, but yeah. He beats his own old record, 14.8 seconds. He has the new fastest KO record again. And... He's obviously a crowd favorite, and he loves the attention. They're like, Chong Lee, Chong Lee. It was great. I love you, Chong Lee. <laughs> yeah, and he's like smiling and like waving his arms around. He looked adorable. But now we get to finally see Frank Duke's fight. We've been waiting for fucking like half a movie. Um, and of course, he's fighting the guy he almost fought last night from the bar. And then he says, You fucked that woman last night? <laughs> <laughs> now I show you some trick or two. So the crowd likes Frank. But Frank fucks this guy up really quickly. He, he roundhouse he, kicks him in the yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. But then he beats. Uh, 12 seconds. Yep. Instead of 14, it's 12 seconds. Yeah. So Chong Lee doesn't like that at all. Yeah. Although Jackson's having a fucking time of his life. <laughs> it's my best friend. I also, First I also feel day. like the knockout record for that contest would have been like three seconds. Yeah, 12 seconds. is Like yeah. someone in the t- 100 years they've been doing it would have gotten like knocked out in the first punch or yeah. something like that. Like, Well, he knocks his gold tooth out and the janitor comes and like bites yeah. it and takes it. And he's like, gold. Dude, that janitor fucking, he fucking loves up that scene. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jackson's Lord yeah. Out. Looking left, mm. looking right. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, I heard that the Sadiq guy, I heard that he actually got knocked out with the elbow (laughs) on accident. Yeah, shit happens. Yeah. So now what we've all been waiting for, fucking montage with a killer song, Fight to Survive, Kumite song, and it's it's pretty good. Kumite, Kumite. Fight to Survive. It's like a total 80s, like, apparently it's Stan Bush who sings it and (laughs) by Paul Herzog. Are you laughing because I said Bush? No, because you said Kumite. I don't know. (laughs) Kumite. Yeah, I would say 70% of the lyrics, though, are Kumite. Yeah, of Um, course. It's great. Yeah, so montage, kicking, punching, grunting, slow-mo. Basically, all the lesser baddies are tapping out. But most of the fights were pretty cool and awesome. Plenty of blood, cool fucking song. And I felt like if you listened to that song, you could probably accomplish anything while you were listening (laughs) to it, for sure. (laughs) So we're back at the hotel. Ray is getting drunk in the hotel bar while Frank watches. They make a great team. He's drinking his Perrier. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, they're getting drunk and the Marine guys show up at the lobby. They wanted Frank now, but he's like, no way, man. After the Kumite. But Uncle Sam cannot afford to let him get hurt. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what a line. Someone wrote that down. We've invested hundreds of dollars into you. (laughs) $200. (laughs) 200 Yeah. But Ray's a few drinks in and he doesn't like what he sees, so he fucking tackles him. Then they pull out universal remotes and call them tasers. Yeah, I was like trying to figure out what those were, but they're enormous 80s tasers. So think of like an 80s phone, but like a taser. Uh, like those dust busters. Yeah. 50,000 volts, motherfucker. Is that yeah. how much it was? Well, they never actually used them. That's what they said, yeah. There's so many times they could have just tased him when they were doing the whole stupid chase scene. They could have yeah. taken him at any any yeah. given moment. Because he kept stopping and waiting for them for some reason. Yeah. They, they chase Frank, but, you know, he kind of fucks with them the whole way because he knows they can't catch him. Like, he stops and, like, dancing Fucking around. clowns him and shit, yeah. There's a part where he runs around a bus and then smacks the bus so they can hear where he is. And then runs even farther. I was like, is that Frank? <laughs> There's a video on YouTube where someone uh, made that into a Mentos commercial. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
When he's like, just keeps looking back. <laughs> they took out the anime music and put Mentos in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? It's perfect. Yeah. And the, and the Marines are super bumbling. And like Frank runs across some boats to escape him. And then, of course, they both fall in, but they don't even fall in well. They like almost fall in on purpose. Because they're not acting. Very. I do like that they made they, they made sure that Frank asked permission to cross those guys' boats. Yeah. Then they like move out of the way so he can cross safely, and the two CIA dudes try to just charge through, trip over the guys, and fall off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frank's a really nice guy. Yeah. Interrupting their lunch. Oh right, they were, they were all eating. eating lunch. And Fucking America. <laughs> they did laugh when they were in there. <laughs> Look at these fools. Yeah. Well, lucky for Frank, he gets that dinner date that he was promised. Mm. And she asks him more about the fucking kumite. And like well, I said, shut up about the fucking kumite. <laughs> yeah. to stick a dick in her mouth and stop talking about the fucking kumite. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, she didn't seem like maybe she was that into him, but of course she's going to bone him because his body's fucking stupid. Like, I'm going to turn this down? No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's hot as fuck. Yeah, no, and like when she wakes up in the morning, he's putting his jockeys on over his fucking hard-ass buns. Yeah. It's crazy. And he's like super chiseled. It's like the only reason why this relationship was put in the movie was to see him naked. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is the sex we, appeal yeah. of this We got to figure out a reason to get this guy's ass out. It's too perfect. Yeah, even when she gets all done up later, she's still he's not He's good, hot. too. He's like he's like modern hot, not just like No, like it still 80, translates. usually like- when they show a buff dude from the 80s or early 90s, that's like that dude would not be considered buff by movie standards. Mm-hmm. Especially in, in the 70s. Yeah. By like in the like today's standards because everyone has to be fucking giant and ripped. Mm-hmm. But no, I think he'd, he'd fly. He'd fly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, man. But he blows her a kiss with his fist. <laughs> which I thought was like kind of weird. Punched but... it at her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> day two of the Kumite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? More montages. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Frank gets there, Ray's trying to do some sweet dim mock action, but he can only do it to the top brick, and then he can also do it with a brick yeah. on his forehead. He fucking rips it in half, man. Yeah, and Frank was like, I hope we don't bump heads. <laughs> but Janice is there. I guess anyone can just waltz right in, but- She hooked up with the other dude that's been yeah. hanging on. Yeah. yeah. I'm undercover. She says she's been, she's like, this is the first time I've had to go undercover. And I was like, you know what? I think it is. <laughs> I think it is the first time you've ever gone undercover because you just said it out loud. Also, you can just walk in. There's no security. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one kicked her out. Yeah. She, she got all dolled up Even to she blow the bookie. she out her fucking yeah. like, oh, tape God. recorder. I am yeah. currently at Kumite. I am a journalist undercover. I love that she's recording. <laughs> she's talking to an intro recorder while everyone is screaming. While she's sitting in yeah. the fucking front row. Yeah, everyone's screaming. So all you'd hear is, yeah, Chong Lee. She would have to be Woo! shouting. Kumite. <laughs> I fuck Kumite. Kumite. I'll get two hot dogs over here. <laughs> And it's like, are you going to forget? Are you going to forget what you're about to watch? You need to record that shit right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Reminder, I just saw a guy's bone get pushed out of his leg. Reminder, you're bad at your job. Reminder, pick up detergent on the way home from work. And she's so fucking squeamish, too. Anytime there's a drop of blood, yeah. it's like you're going to record a no-holds-barred, bare-knuckle boxing I match. And I don't, you don't know like how the side of blood. she didn't know what she was getting into. Yeah. I was like, you have been saying how it's like a cockfight and fucking shit. And like you didn't realize it was going to be horrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, day two is basically uh, Frank and Chong Lee, you know, punching and kicking their way to victory. They're not going to fight each other yet. Um, in one fight, Frank and his opponent do like slow-mo roundhouse kicks. Like, at the same exact time without hitting each other. Look pretty cool. I also feel like this competition was relatively tame compared to yeah. some, like, real sanctioned competitions well, when you she, see in some parts of the world. When she says it's like a cockfight, he goes, you have the wrong idea. Yeah. yeah but, like, yeah. 
dude, go to Thailand and watch some fucking right. like Muay Thai or kickboxing matches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no, it's like no. I, they're way more fucking brutal than this. <laughs> they're like dislocating jaws and fucking ripping people's eyes out and shit. Yeah, I remember when it's like bare knuckles. Yeah, remember when I used to do. Like her cousin was uh this like gnarly martial artist like kind of like comp- like competition guy. I thought you said he Tom would, Pitt. No, he would never. <laughs> Brad's brother. He would never go to Thailand for like competitions <laughs> because they're just Why? fucking brutal, and he wasn't good enough. Because <laughs> they like that seriously like people die during them because you get kicked in the head and you just yeah <laughs> you're dead. Oh my gosh! I don't know if you heard about this part, Mark, but uh, I heard that boxer that that dude that they like. Did the roundhouse kicks with? They asked him to tone down his awesome fighting so Jean Claude Van Damme could look better. Which one? Oh, I didn't hear that. It was just them doing roundhouse kicks slow mo in front of each other without hitting each other. Like a, they did it like three times in a row. Oh, but yeah, Chong Lee gets banged up a bit, gets some chin music. But I like that he like plays up his jaw hurting. Like he's he's just so showman. good. He's showing. Absolutely. Yeah. He's like letting him. It's like punch me. Yeah. You're like he because he drops his guard. Yeah. Lets him punch him. Make him think they're winning. He licks his blood and loves it. Yeah. <laughs> this is delicious. <laughs> I'm delicious. <laughs> <laughs> when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. But yeah, he uh, pulls his chin together, you know, and then knocks the guy out. But then he props him back up so he could break his shin and you see the bone. It was horrible. Thankfully, they didn't show it long, though, because it didn't look that good. No. <laughs> um, Even though his leg's still perfectly straight. Yeah. Just the bone came out. <laughs> yeah, but his leg's straight. I don't think it was ever supposed to be on my 55-inch screen. <laughs> Your bones are made of paper mache. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a serious martial arts movie. I felt like it wasn't taking itself seriously. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Or that was Maybe made, they were. Or it was made in a week. Well, I think that's a problem. I think that they were trying to be very serious, and they're like, "What are you doing? Ooh, we're canon films, baby." <laughs> Chong Lee pulled this on his fucking massive tits. I still feel like a, a halfway decent high school wrestler would have been able to beat half the people in this competition. Maybe, <laughs> like, yeah, just by grappling with them and choking them out. Most like... of them look pretty good shape. That's like every UFC. As soon as a fight gets to the floor, it's just gra- you know wrestling and grappling and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like cool kick moves that you got. But now that you're on the ground, I want to fucking knock you out, sleeper hold. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could do a roundhouse. That's great. Now I'm gonna throw you on the ground and choke you. Like, <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So the reporter's there, and she's like gonna barf in her mouth when this fucking <laughs> happens. But then she like pulls, like Josh was saying, she pulls out her tape recorder and starts like whispering two, into it. Kumite. <laughs> Legs broken, blood everywhere. I hope, by the way, I fucked Dukes last night. <laughs> yeah, and today I'm gonna fuck Bookie. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoever his name is. He's a Bookie. Joseph Bookie? <laughs> the Bookies built this country, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Lee so, Bookie. <laughs> so there's also a fight where Frank fights this guy and he's like pulling some super intimidation moves. He like points at him all crazy and like does a throat slit, keeps fucking total eye contact, and then even gives him like monster arms and then flexes. <laughs> he's super ripped and tall and thin. And I was like, oh shit, we're in for a crazy gnarly fight. And I was like, well, here we go. But then Frank fucking like knocks him off balance with a kick to the face and then boots him off the platform and it's over. Yeah. And also, I thought it was way shorter than the one he got yeah. the award for. I mean, well, maybe yeah. they were counting all the time where he was flexing and mm. doing the uh, weird arm motions. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see that fight. I but... was kind of hoping you just kick him in the face while he was doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he also gets to fight the like E Honda type guy. He even tries to give him like the bathhouse squeeze, like. Also, the dude's a little small for a sumo wrestler. He was bigger than Frank, though. He was big. He was a big guy. He was like tall. Seen sumo wrestlers? Gigantic. Yeah, but he was really tall. I don't know how like wide he was, but he was really tall. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, but he gives him like the Bruce Lee palm, which I guess is the touch of death. The democracy uh, walks it off, man. Frank kind of was shit. like looking at him like that should have like like dropped him. Oh, and then like, the guy kind of shook it off and he was like, <gasps> yeah, because then, uh, he, you know, Honda doesn't know that he has the power of the splits. Yeah. So he does the splits, upper nut punches him or whatever, uppercut or nut punch. But <laughs> he just uh, <laughs> the guy tried to grapple. And he just uh, yeah. crouched, heavy, heavy punched. Which kind of feels like a cop out. I feel like that was punch kind of a nuts? cheap. Tr- yeah. Cheap trick. Like low blow. No, no rules. No holds barred, man. Yeah, don't have nuts. I guess. Don't bring your nuts to the fucking fight. <laughs> don't bring your nuts to a, a badge fight. <laughs> wear your, a gun st- fight? Wear your steel cod piece. Ching. Yeah, you should wear a cup. Or, I mean, that would probably still fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But people start chatting for fucking Dukes, and Chong Lee doesn't like that one fucking bit. Not a bit. Not one bit. Nope. Now the time has come to separate the men from the boys. Ray has to fight. Chong Lee. Oh my gosh. Here we go. And you know what? I felt like something bad was going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That obvious plot point didn't yeah. escape you. <laughs> yeah. But Frank even tries to give Ray some tips. He's like, Chong Lee's weak in the gut. Ray's like, you sound like my mom, bitch, idiot. <laughs> and then like goes and fights without taking any advice. Ugh. Ray does come at him hard. He even knocks him down. Yeah. But he gets fucking like Prince Oberon fucking <laughs> status and like walks around like cheering for him fucking self and shit. And he even says like, he's dead. I got him. Yeah. And Dukes is like, what are you fucking doing? Go finish it. Yeah. Mr. Lin <laughs> and Frank are like screaming. They're like, what are you fucking doing? He's getting up. And he's just like, yeah, I know. I'm great. Right? Yeah, totally. And then obviously Chong Lee isn't KO'd. He gets up. Fucks him up. He kicks him in the nuts, too. And then fucking... Just curb stomps him, dude. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you want to defeat Jackson, you got to first defeat his dick. Just, <laughs> just head stomps him. Yeah, Frank, like, jumps in to help him. Mr. Lin's like, no, don't get disqualified, man. <laughs> and, like, he's come too far down. He goes, no. But it's too late. Smashed face with a foot. He's fine. Brutality. <laughs> like, it's okay. that was fucked up. I was like, oh, shit. He just stomped on his head. When people kick people in the head, it, like... Makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like yeah, the idea he just the... had like a small bandage on his head, yeah. a little bloody spot, and he <laughs> like was a okay. Toothache. Yeah, <laughs> like a little cartoon bandage. Yeah, and then fucking Chong Lee gives like like crazy eyes and fucking teeth. He is a fucking lunatic. I break your friend like I break you because yeah. you broke my record or something. Yeah, and then he steals the fucking bandana and dangles it in front of Frank. It probably smells so bad. Now it's personal. It's smelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's personally smelly. It smells like sweat and beer. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of cigarettes. <laughs> He's all... <laughs> it's like, never mind, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it wet? <laughs> but Ray's going to be just fine. He should have died. They should have killed Jackson. That would have added a nice little, like... But they killed Shindo. Yeah, but then have him constantly be losing his brother people. I don't know. Mm. I think it would have added more drama for the final fight, right? Like, if it was like, yeah. I have to avenge Jackson's death. I mean, this story was incredibly weak. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, anything like that, I probably would have added to it. But yeah, he's just like, you know, he's not talking and stuff, and Janice is like, don't do it. And I'm like, dude, you've known him for, like, two days. He's not going to not join the Kumite because you're fucking all bummed out about it. Yeah. She was just not... I didn't like her. I don't know why. Because she's a boring character. Yeah. Yeah. And she... I, I think I would have liked it more if she wasn't a love interest. I'll tell you what, this movie did not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> she was the only female. Yeah. I guess. I guess the and mom. And she was too. only talking yeah. about the Kumite. Yeah. I'm surprised that the two women in this movie that were located across the world from each other didn't have a time to chat about something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The mom was talking about uh, Frank. So yeah, doesn't doesn't work. 
But yeah, Mr. Lin's like, keep your head clear, bro. <laughs> fuck Jackson. Fuck her. Oh, he already did. He's like, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nailed it. High five. <laughs> he gives him a nice elbow, like ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Kisses his fist. <laughs> fuck Jackson, too. <laughs> fuck Whoa. Jackson, too. <laughs> Any way you want. That guy had me split right open. <laughs> It turns out Janice is a fucking narc. And she goes straight to Inspector Chen and is like, guess where the Kumite is? And Frank's in it, too. You're telling me, like, the detective didn't know where it was at? Apparently. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Maybe he did, and he just pretended he knows. He's a really bad detective. (laughs) (laughs) Frank is having a tough time processing shit. He, like, is on the bus, and then he sees Chong Lee's face in the reflection of the bus. And he's like, ah! And he looks over, and he's not even there. I was like, oh, shit. So the only cure for that is like fucking 80 songs and being 200 stories up doing the splits yeah. and meditating yeah, over gotta, the city. Focus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready for day three? Yeah. Of the Kumite? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Frank's headed back to the Kumite, but the cops and the Marines are there. And they're like, hey, it's time for you to oh, come with us. Poor giant tasers out again. Yeah, but he walks through the hall and they send one guy out at a time, which he just casually like knocks over. Yeah. And then they try to like zap him with the tasers, but he pulls like a garbage can lid and it zaps the police officers. And the fucking inspector wanted to shoot him. Yeah, he was going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they were like, no, no, he's too valuable. And he's like. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, this inspector just grabbed his dude and he's like, you know what? You guys are on your own. Yeah. yeah. Later, bro. Yeah, just picks his guys oh, yeah, up yeah, yeah. and they split. Well, he takes them there and then like, uh, you know, Forrest Whitaker's like, you're coming with us, make this easy. And the other guy's like, nope, you win. After all <laughs> well, of that. Well, he used up their tasers. Yeah. They can't beat him up. Yeah. I, I guess. And Jean-Claude somehow beats him up with like a bag full of clothes. <laughs> yeah. And then they just go and sit and watch the Kumite. Yeah, like, oh, I will fuck, they I guess can come in too. <laughs> yeah, but Frank is apparently also running late. So the Black Dragon bros are calling the fight, but Mr. Lin's like, I know he'll be there, but we're not in any sort of suspense. Tries to bribe the guy. Yeah, because we just saw what happened. And, and we know he's in the hallway. He snatches the money back. Yeah, yeah. the bookie guy's <laughs> like. That was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yoink. The Dukes. All right. Everybody places their bet. This is like the big day, but there's still a couple more fucking couple fights. Couple more henchmen. Yeah, man. Frank has to fight Paco, but this is where Paco gets like all tricksy, right? Yeah. So he goes, no, no, come on, fist bump me, bro. And he, as soon as he fist bump him, he like kicks him in the nuts or something. Yeah. But their fight is just them like kind of getting off on kicking just each other. Straight and buzz. Yeah. He's like, come on, yeah. Is that all you got? Because Van Damme, because Van Damme has all that uh, bamboo hit with a bamboo stick training. Yeah, but he kicks him in the stomach, then he kicks him back forty times. Yeah, like it happens. 100. Times. Yeah, it's like forever. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Both their ribs and internal organs just pulverized. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eventually, he gets uh, KO'd by a spin kick. KO. <laughs> Chong Lee also has some fights lined up. Kills a dude. Yeah, he does. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. So he already has him out, but then you see him like twist his neck really quick. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh shit, he just fucking killed him. And then the... he punches him in the head. He, like, breaks his neck, then punches him in the head. Yeah, he's fucking lunatic. But, yeah, then the ref, like, checks his pulse and is all outraged. So Chong Lee declares himself the winner. But he's bouncing up and down, soaking up those cheers. But the Black Dragon Clan, they're not really that happy about... They turn their back on him. Yep. Yeah. He's like, are you seeing this shit? Yeah, and the crowd even stops chanting, and they turn, and he's been shamed. Yeah. <laughs> this crowd only likes bloody knuckle battles with decency. <laughs> Honorable bloody knuckle battles. <laughs> yeah. They will grow to hate you, well, he killed, a, he killed a defenseless, already defeated opponent. Yeah, that's gross. I yeah. don't condone that kind of behavior. <laughs> yeah, man, but he doesn't give a fuck. He, like, shrugs and gives him a, like, feh kind of thing with his hands and crosses the mat, and he's like, you are next. Yeah, apparently, like, 
when the wizened leaders turn their back on you. It, it only, it's just it doesn't kick you out of the competition. Do yeah, <laughs> then it, we're it, just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but an indeterminate amount of time later, in the same day, it's finally time for fucking the boss battle, right? Right. Oh boy, can't wait. Frank is like spaced out too. I was like, maybe he's like got hit in the head like a little too much. Because he's like in the audience, he's like, Frank, Frank, and he's just like spacing out. He did get punched in the head. I know. I didn't know if it was real or not. Yeah. But Chong Lee, on the other hand, has like a little boy holding his thigh. And then, like, sneaks a Tums in there. Yeah, that's what I said it looked like. It looked like a white Tums. Tums. He puts a white Tums in his pants. In case he gets a little reflux halfway through the fight. I was just like, I know he fucking makes that kid blow him. But, like, (laughs) because he, like, gets on his knees to put the Tums in. And I was like, what is happening? That seemed too familiar. Yeah. So he has a hidden Tums, everyone. Some kind of blinding powder. But they hop on the blood covered mat. It's been two days, it's full blood. Um, oh, they, they lift up the sides, though, for no reason. Yeah, they elevate it a little bit, make a little taco ring. When he trained, it was like a skate ramp, too. I don't know. <laughs> it seems so unnecessary. Yeah. But they roll down and stuff, right? I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, but they did. And no pants today. It's shorts weather, so they're both wearing shorts. And <laughs> Chong Lee is flicking his pecs, but like he stops the ref from counting down. He's like, you break my record, now I break you, like I break your friend. And he, then he like does a hard cut point to him like pointing at the bandana on his knee i washed it by the way (laughs) (laughs) it's a totally different one (laughs) yeah so frank does pretty good some high kicks to the face some yeah they're longer though (laughs) you know anyway chong lee punches him really fucking hard in the face and frank falls pops back up gets kicked in the stomach tossed around Chong Lee is still getting cheered for, even though he was shunned moments earlier. Yeah, that was last fight, though. Yeah. (laughs) All new fight. (laughs) He kind of asks him to bring it to, you know, he waves at him, like, come on, bro. Then he does, like, the head shake, but I think it was, like, a fake head jaw shake so he could get the tums out of his pants and he crumbles it in his hands mm. and fucking Dale gribbles him with a fucking pocket sand pocket sand no one saw it too no it I like think a huge puff of white powder I think no they one saw noticed. it and no one gave a fuck there was a little cocaine in his face <laughs> they're like hooray Chong Lee Chong Lee no rules no rules <laughs> yeah oh like, there's a part where Frank like lifts his leg up and kicks him behind him but he lifts his leg all the way straight up to kick him behind him. And it yeah. reminded me of Creepshow 2 on the raft where the guy gets pulled in the raft and his leg breaks because it was so high up. <laughs> I just listened to that story on tape, the Stephen King version. Mm-hmm. Did you know in the in the book, the goop is hypnotic? Oh, so like, hmm. it compels them to go into the water? Yeah, so if you stare at it, you'll want to touch it and jump into it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's hmm. much cooler. <laughs> yeah, that is much cooler. Yeah, and no one gets away. Yeah. Well, even though Frank got some good body bags in there, he's blind. <laughs> yeah. And he is like... And he screams for like two minutes. <sighs> yeah. For some reason. He sells the fact that he's blind. He goes really he's like... <laughs> I can't fucking see. He's like... <sighs> but he's like waving his arms around and stuff. And I'm like... What is this scene? Oh, what's happening? And I was like, I thought he would have taken it better than that. He thought he would remember his extensive blind fighting training that he took. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is the best day of Chong Lee's life. At this point, at this exact point, because everyone's cheering for him. Homie's blind and he gets to just like fuck around and like knock him in the head. Yeah. Frank's like still on his knees, swiping around and screaming blind as hell. Yeah. For some reason, Chun Li is like just letting him kind of like stew in it for a little bit. Well, he wants the cheers. Yeah. They fill him with joy. Yeah. It's the best day of his life. Best day of his life, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, Frank has some fucking more flashbacks, starts getting his shit together. And he's like, oh, yeah, I trained blind for like. 
a hell of days. Yeah, for years. <laughs> How did he forget? Yeah. I mean, like, we even knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, why is he doing this? He can fight blind. I always love it when they have to remember their training. <laughs> like, remember yeah, like what it's I not just like you. on the surface level. Yeah, it's like that was. Yeah, like it's not something. I mean, the whole point of training is you don't have to think about it and like remember it, right? <laughs> it becomes just, instinctual. You get blinded and you just kick into that mode. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I can't see. Time to fight blind. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, you go. He has to get kicked for around the whole minutes. map and then scream in the middle of it for three for three minutes before yeah. he remembers. Chong Lee goes to punch him, but Frank is able to block the blow. Chong Lee even tosses the ref at him, but he knows the difference because he's got a little silky yeah. robe on. Chong Lee doesn't have a shirt on. Yeah, exactly. He knows the difference between some sweaty muscles and a silky robe. If he would have touched a rock hard ab, he would have thrown a punch. <laughs> a rock hard ab. Frank also does some endless like kicking. Yeah. At this point, he's hits. not kicking anything, but, it, you know, no. Chong Li's near him. Well, but, uh, Chong Li just backs up instead of stepping to the side. Yeah, and when I say endless, I mean endless. It or mean just, like, forever. waiting for him to miss one of those kicks and then <laughs> just punching him as hard as he can in the nuts. Because he has eyes. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he misses all of them. Yeah, he does miss yeah. all of them, but then he does the splits over Chong Li. He just yeah, does, yeah. walks towards him doing this slow-ass roundhouse kicks, yeah. and Chong Li's okay with it. He eventually does roundhouse him to the face, and he's down, and it's a pretty big down, yeah. and he, like, runs up to him he's like say it and then he goes and pulls his hair say it and he's like Mo-day. he like grabs his chin and pulls his hair and the guy taps out mm-hmm. and then Frank gets his buddy's bandana back yeah, yeah. he won he did it Woo! kumite yay <laughs> I didn't know who would win <laughs> the story is so complicated wait you bet on Rocky 4 you bet against Rocky <laughs> <laughs> you bet against the Harlem Goldtrotters hindsight is twenty twenty, my friend mm-hmm. and after this fight Frank is presented with another katana. Yeah. And yeah. A bunch of Chinese people give him a, a katana. Yeah. You know, nothing symbolizes uh, Chinese martial arts like a Japanese sword. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. this is all we had laying around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, he's white. He won't fucking know. Just give him this shit. <laughs> we yeah. bought it in Chinatown. <laughs> yeah. In San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Made in New York. <laughs> <laughs> New York City. But then Frank goes, this is for you, Shidoshi. And I was like, wait, is he dead? Yeah. Yeah, he's been dead the whole time. Fuck, man. I didn't know that. So back at the hospital, Ray is awake. He's drinking. Yeah, you you he's can just be able to drink in the hospital in the 80s. He's a little bruised, lost some brain cells, so he's not really concerned. Yeah, have a lot to begin with, so it's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's got three left. <laughs> he doesn't know which three. He's cracking wise, though. You know, don't get too cocky. You might have to fight me. <laughs> and Frank's like, you'll be way dead before the next Kumite, buddy. <laughs> dead in a week. <laughs> Frank's like, next time, try to fight with your clothes on, duder. And he throws him his fucking disgusting bandana. Man, bro moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's super touched. Yeah. Anytime. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think and setting it up for a sequel that never happened. Yeah. They, well, they had sequels, just not with them. He was in the sequel, I think, though. Who? I think Ray was in the sequel. Oh, was he? Yeah. I tried watching the sequel last night. It looks like it was filmed with someone's like home camcorder. Uh, not anymore. It would look better now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like <laughs> some 1990s home camcorder, yeah. like VHS. I want to imagine, like, Ray has just never left a Kumite ring. Like, it's been, like, five years, and he's still living in the corner. And they're like, dude, you got to get out of here. <laughs> you got to leave, man. The triads are going to have a birthday party here tomorrow night. It was that Stan Lee never left. Oh. Stan Lee never left. <laughs> they did an awesome, like, hospital bed bro stance, too. I yeah. liked it. But yeah. then they both, like, expressed their loyalty and love in a non-sexually charged masculine embrace. Hmm? Oh, it was very sexually charged. Oh. It was palpable. Oh, well, it was a friendship that I know would last a lifetime. Oh, yeah. A good mm-hmm. example of non-toxic masculinity. 
Yeah. Mm. Non-fragile masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> they hugged and kind of cried and like said they loved each other. Yeah. And he gave him a kiss. Yeah. Kiss his cheek. I love it. Oh, he's it. French. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. No, that's cool. I, that was, I think, why I was cool with him living is because of that scene. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, you guys are like best friends to the end. <laughs> but don't forget, he's AWOL. <laughs> Remember, gang? Yeah, he's got to be at the airport tomorrow morning. <laughs> mm-hmm, and it's tomorrow morning. Uh-oh. Elmer and Rollins are waiting by the plane. They're like, where is he? He stood us up again. Yeah, but he's already on the plane, nerds. Oh, oh Frankie. And he's like, you coming or what? You guys are always late. Oh, Frankie boy. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious how much of the government's time and money is AWOL <laughs> fucking wasted. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Colonel, uh, I'm going through the uh, the balancing of the budgets for this year, and you spent $200,000? <laughs> On something called Kumite? <laughs> <laughs> Project Kumite? $200,000 retrieving a private? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then uh, Janice comes to see him off and she does like a weird bow. I'm like, why are you bowing? You hate fighting. I hate She does you. this weird fist thing that yeah. was never established as a thing yeah. throughout the movie. No. I know. Nope. Yeah, if that was like the official stance of the Kumite. Yeah. Maybe like, they did it in bed. Like if that was like his symbol that he kept doing through the whole thing, it would make sense. I don't think I ever saw him do it. Yeah, and he kind of like goes, uh, okay. cool. Sure. Back, back at you. Mm-hmm. The Kumite's over. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> yeah. The chick always, it's all she talks about. Kumite this, Kumite that. Well, stage freeze. <laughs> and then we get some words telling us that this motion picture was based on true events. What? From the, <laughs> from the real events life. events made up by a guy. <laughs> from yeah. the real life of martial artist Frank W. Dukes. <laughs> Frank Wallaby Dukes. <laughs> It said from 1975 to 1980, he fought 329 matches. Cool. That's a lot. Did he win them all? Yeah. He retired undefeated as the world heavyweight full contact Kumite champion. And in this in this secret organization that only he tells you about. Well, yeah. yeah. That's like that's like me saying I'm the masturbation chief like of my bathroom. It's like cool man. But you don't have a website. Oh, I do. <laughs> Ten years running. As of 1998, it said he holds four world records for fastest KO, fastest punch with a KO, fastest kick with a KO, most consecutive KOs in a single tournament. So you're telling me at this secret tournament, in this secret tournament that only he knows about. Yeah, there was a guy with like clocking the speed of everyone's punches and kicks. <laughs> He had a little, like, ray gun shooting it at everybody. Well, when I read that it was based on a true story, I totally fell into, like, a Frank Duke's K-hole. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You too? Yeah, a little bit. You read all the crap about how it's fake and he made Uh, most of it up. So, yeah, basically everything that was in that film, he said he did. And when the movie came out, the L.A. Times wrote a counter article saying they looked into things. And no one can corroborate his stories except for him. Yes. (laughs) You say it was the L.A. Times? Yeah. I just, I like the idea of, like... This reporter seeing this movie, going home with his wife and being like, no way that was real. No way that was real. And then he like dedicates his life to proving that Frank Dukes is a fraud. <laughs> well, he owned a dojo near L.A. And so he had like so celebrities he's a, he's a and person. stuff. Okay. So he mm. actually really so was, was a, a martial artist. Yeah. Yeah. He was that. Was and a he, fake martial artist. He did yeah. have his own dojo. But isn't that a cool story for your dojo? Like yeah. the fucking Cobra oh, yeah. Kai guy? It, it sells hella memberships. Yeah. But uh. So. I mean, I'm sure he didn't have to dedicate his life nor much time at all to figuring out his bullshit because he probably just asked around other martial arts people. Yeah. And they probably all just went, what he's saying well, does think, not exist. I think that's why it's such a fun story because it's fake. He should have just said, I'm a writer. Yeah. And yeah. like, this is a story instead of trying to say you did it. So he told this tale in a 1980 issue of Black Belt Magazine. And even the magazine gave a disclaimer 
on it saying that it sounded basically legit enough. So that's why they're printing it, even though they can't be <laughs> sure that. Legit enough. Yeah. Eh, close enough. That's, yeah. that's some uh, reporting integrity but, there. Hey, man, Black Belt ma- magazine has a, a high standard <laughs> to uphold. In Journalistic integrity, please. Yeah. Yeah. Next week's issue, can dogs fight? <laughs> but the real Frank claimed that the Kumite was held in the Bahamas. He had a real Shidoshi who trained him and told him about the Kumite, but there was no record of this man existing. So he claimed that he used a false name and was buried in California by secret ninjas. Did it exist? Yeah, and this is legit in the magazine. And he won the Kumite in 1976, was named the ultimate fighting champion. He claimed the UFC stole that title from him. And he said he won the sword just like Jean-Claude Van Damme did in the film, but unfortunately he was forced to sell it to free orphans who were held hostage in the Philippines. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. This guy sounds like a pathological liar. Yes. Yeah. And then he actually did serve as a U.S. Marine, and he claimed to have fought on secret missions all around the world, and he claimed to be awarded a um, Medal of Honor. Yeah. Apparently, this was like he was on a mission from the CIA to infiltrate the, like, you know, Hong Kong crime lord. So they were like, yeah, I'll go there. I'll win a couple fights, but, you know, I'll make some contacts. But then he ended up winning everything. So he ended up being this champion by accident. Really? That sounds so much like just the insane oh, ramblings of over. someone that's a pathological liar. Oh, yeah. That's like, yeah, I went to this party last night. I had a threesome with like eight girls. And who was believing this? Because yeah. if you ever read like the things about pathological liars, they're always like, they, well, they lie like children. degenerate into those fantastical nonsense yeah. stories that could never happen. They lie in the way a child does. And they're like, oh, I sat down in my chair and there's pee in it. Yeah. That's why my <laughs> pants are covered in pee. But you know, they fucking piss their pants. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they lie in that way where everyone around them kind of was like that's impossible but like the amount of fights that they said to have won would have meant he had to fight 56 people every kumite and that would have also meant there was like thousands of fighters (laughs) you guys for that to have happened no one's talked about it except him crazy yeah that many people involved but he was heard of it he was a u.s marine Mm -hmm. but he actually apparently didn't win a medal of honor (laughs) um he claimed to be in vietnam but he actually was in vietnam after it or he was in the military after it ended so he was like yeah I've been to Vietnam for, I mean, I was a tourist. I was on vacation, but yeah, <laughs> I was there. You owned a sweatshop. <laughs> yeah. Um, he <laughs> also Frank. claimed when he was in Vietnam to have charged an enemy machine gun nest and then turned the machine gun around them, killing a hundred people. And he had a guy that would like claim the stuff for him who later said that he had him say it. But um, <laughs> he also claimed to have crawled through a minefield underneath barbed wire to rescue a baby, but then he had to turn the baby over to huh. Dao priests. And that baby was Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) Jean-Claude Van Damme. He also claimed he got a CIA job by urinating next to the head of the CIA named William Casey, and then he recruited him there for the CIA for six years. He's like, hey, man, I like the way you piss. Come work for me. (laughs) But unfortunately, the year after he recruited him, William Casey died. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's also when he did his secret CIA missions. But I did hear that CIA people do recruit, like, super charismatic fucking weirdos. Hmm. But they're apparently... still have to be borderline mentally stable. Apparently, the LA Times, like, contacted them and they said no. But he says, obviously, it was a secret. Okay. Well, of course, they wouldn't say yes. Most of my work with them was classified. Of course not. After the LA Times article came out, he claimed they fabricated everything. They said that there was no evidence for the Kumite. He said that, well, unfortunately, it dissolved the year after he oh, won. perfect. Of course, naturally. <laughs> yeah. No one will ever be as good yeah. as you, so they dissolved it. I know, doesn't his best. life sound sad? Yeah. 
And then his girlfriend moved to Canada, and she's a model, and they write letters <laughs> to each other every week. The winners were listed on a website. This guy sounds like um, a fucking loser. But the website <laughs> is run by the Black Dragon Fighting Society, oh, okay. which is the society he made. And to combat the story of the military stuff, he took a picture of himself wearing his Marine. I don't know if they're fatigues for Marines, but he had stripes on, and apparently the stripes weren't Marine stripes. They were Army stripes, oh. and apparently they were in the wrong order. <laughs> so, oh, so if someone didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. Oh, Frankie boy. And he also claimed the author of the article was who was named like John Johnson, incidentally, was sleeping with his wife and he posted the article to get his wife to leave him. Of course. And that also it was a dojo conspiracy, like of other dojos against him. Those exist. I mean, this all sounds 100% factual. This sounds legit. (laughs) He also tried to sue Jean-Claude Van Damme for writing the quest, and he claimed that he had written the original script. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, the script had been destroyed in in an earthquake that only his apartment had been destroyed in. It happens. (laughs) Yeah. And still to this day, he claims it to be false. One of those self-contained earthquakes? Yeah. I think he just like made this up so he could sell some stuff, right? Localized earthquake just in your kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He created quite the persona. Like if he didn't make it about himself, he probably could have sold some fun books or made more movies. So what am I like? I always watch the Joe Rogan podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite episodes are where he talks about fake martial artists. Hmm. People like this, basically, who like try to teach people But he is art. a martial artist. Yeah, but he's hyping his story up. Like, barely. Like, he probably knows some basic stuff about some martial art. He's really fit. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and he trained Jean-Claude Van Damme to look like that. So I think he, like, is I a mean, martial artist. Cool. I just don't Knowing think... Knowing how to work out properly and, like, winning a secret karate <laughs> championship yeah. underground. Like, that's still two different things. That never happened. Yeah, being a health guy and knowing how to do some kick is not what makes you like yeah. yeah shit man I could do a kick I'll do a kick right now I don't give a fuck I wonder if he's actually talked about this guy ever I mean this guy has a documentary about himself that he yeah. made he has a book uh-huh. cause you, you know, know you know that movie uh, Men Who Stare at Goats or something like mm-hmm. that like yeah. that guy does a bunch of fake martial arts stuff too hmm. talking about like killing people with his mind and death touches and stuff running through walls yeah Jordan always watches his video and has a great time laughing hmm. at it because I've heard, I've heard his show's really good his show's great mm. except he is, he does have some crackpots on there like because mm. he, he like like he likes people from all sides of the spectrum so uh, that means he often hosts like super like alt-right Mm. fucking nationalist people who and he just lets them spout their mumbo jumbo mm. doesn't really question them on any of it but that's here, weird yeah yeah. Which is weird because he's also like liberal as fuck, but I Joe guess Rogan you got to hear both sides, right? That's his excuse, but I don't, I don't know. Sure, whatever. I felt it's like his show. Art Bell did that too, but he would be like, "You're fucking idiot." Yeah, you're he's... a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are legitimately crazy, sir. Yeah, uh, I miss coast to coast. You got any trivia left in your nerdery? Oh uh, no, just like the fact that JCVD had to like re-edit the movie to get it released because mm-hmm. apparently it was a big, you know, plop of shit when it was completed. Mm-hmm. Oh, Frank Dukes's name was originally spelt Ducks, but it was still Dukes. Like a sitting duck? Yeah. D-U-C-K-S. Oh. So, but he changed bouquet. it. Bouquet. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Bucket. It's bouquet. Mm-hmm. It's bouquet. My name's Frank Duck, and I like to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, no stunt doubles. Uh, this movie is like 99% responsible for Mortal Kombat, which we already talked about. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And also, I was trying to do the thing where I connect the actors from one movie to the other, and I like I could not get this to nuke them high. Oh yeah, yeah. Nuke them high through like a fucking wrench in the. 
in the works yeah, there. Yeah, I think moving forward, everything will be a lot easier. But I, yeah. I went to a website and they were able to do it, but it was like through like four people I'd never even heard of. And I, when I looked them up on IMDb, they had <laughs> I mean, only ever just done the one movie they were in. No photo. Where I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it can be done. Yeah, it's just like, not a good one. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I can't count this. All right. How much does this movie cost to make? 20 bucks and a pack of smokes. Uh, two million. One million one hundred thousand. That was close. Yeah. Hmm. And it made about the exact same the opening weekend. Oh, okay. But it probably then, made a lot of money afterwards, right? Like for rentals and everything. It said yeah. it made only like eleven million after gross, but I imagine That's with profit. VHS and all that stuff it had made a lot more. People liked it online fairly. IMDB was six point eight. That's like a classic these days. Yeah. Um, Amazon was four point five stars, Rotten Tomatoes seventy four percent audience score, but Metacritic hated it at a twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys rate the film? Uh, I don't know. Uh, four spin kicks out of five. Oh, shit. I'd say fucking a good 12 kumites. Long. <laughs> Whatever that was. Three and a half gold teeth. Three and a half gold <laughs> teeth? Out of five gold teeth. <laughs> Is it because the one guy bit it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was entertained. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's not like fucking next level shit. It's enjoyable. I mean, all his movies. I mean, it wasn't one of those movies, yeah. It wasn't one of those movies I watched where I'm like, oh my God, is it almost over? Yeah. <laughs> so bored. <laughs> it definitely didn't need to be longer. Yeah. No, fact, it... I think they struggled to get it to an hour I, 30. I agree. <laughs> I think I, I saw like... something that he had 90 minutes of uh, fight footage, and I was like, 90 minutes? Fuck. Like, what was the original? I want the uh, original. That's what I'm thinking. There's a whole plot that they just scrapped. Yeah. The original was only like 30 minutes yeah, more. I'm thinking there's a whole <laughs> B plot or C plot that they just kind of threw away. Yeah. And Josh said he earlier he, that he kind of remembered the story of watching um, his brother be killed by Chong Li. That's another movie. It's uh, probably no, a bunch it's of movies. Kickbox. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, Mark. Oh, yeah. It's your pick next. His brother's oh. paralyzed, not killed in Kickboxer, but, you know, same shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, for my next choice. I want to go with the 1995 jungle classic Congo. Oh, Amy. I, <laughs> I will Amy. watch that shit anytime, anywhere. Ernie Hutton. Every, every line Ernie Hudson has in that movie is probably the coolest fucking thing ever. Do you seen. remember when the lady just crams a fucking. <laughs> makes a laser? Like diamond into like a radio at the end and makes like a death laser with it. <laughs> but just chops the freaking Ugly gorillas monkeys. in half. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for this. <laughs> it's going to be fucking shitty. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a long time, but I I, I watched it a lot <laughs> I've seen when I did it a few times. Yeah, yeah, it was on HBO all the time. Yeah, and it's on Amazon Prime. So oh, very cool. My mom took so me to this. see that in the theater because we were just bored one day, and she was so fucking angry when we left. <laughs> she like made she like made me go watch another movie with her. <laughs> she was like, "What is that this fucking like gorilla a, bullshit?" Like a better movie that was there. That's really funny. She was so mad. I was like, "This is so cool! Look at that laser!" I think it came out like after Jurassic <laughs> Park, right? Yeah. And it was like, oh, she was like, oh, Michael Crichton, Michael Crichton. Like, it's going to be the same quality. And it was not the same quality. <laughs> nope. No, it, yeah. was, it was weird, but um, let's get weird with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> is the girl's name Amy? Yeah. Amy. Yeah, she's Amy. Who is? Uh, the gorilla is because they put oh. a thing on her wrist to help her talk when she talks the sign tra- language. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sign language to speech thing. Yeah, it's pretty advanced shit. Which, like, they yeah. just kind of invented, like, in the last two years. And only for that gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a human and being. And then Crichton had him <laughs> burn the plans afterwards. I always have problems with these types of movies. Humans have guns. <laughs> Why not just shoot them? Well, because so, you don't have a gun. You have a laser. I know, but like <laughs> all these situations, it's like, oh, these animals are aggressive. You own guns. Yeah. There's no animal on earth that is scarier 
than a man with a gun. You could probably shrank <laughs> them all, really. <laughs> you could shoot them to death with your gun. Yeah. You can. But... Well, maybe a woman with a gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With a laser There's gun. There's nothing scarier than a white man with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Dot com. We've all been to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, gang. Don't forget you can hear all of our other episodes on intermissionpodcast.com, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. And, of course, I recommend subscribing to get our newest episode as soon as it comes out. Thanks to all of our followers on SoundCloud. There's, like, not very many of them, but most of them have been with us since, like, the legit beginning. And we love them. It's quality over quantity. That's yeah. right. No, I love them all, each and every one. And we don't have either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you get around to it, go ahead and rate our show. Kind of stuff always helps us out. If you're into media shit, we got Twitter at Intermission PC and on Instagram at Intermission underscore PC. You can follow Mark or myself on various social media platforms at Tiffahorror with an H and at Mark E. Espinosa. And our email is intermissionpc666 at gmail.com. <laughs> but yeah, tag us definitely in any shitty movies you're watching. We want to check that out. Mm. I have a last plug because mm. I was asked to be a guest host on the game show podcast, The Grocery Gamblers. Mm. What the fuck is Grocery Gamblers? <laughs> so they find weird foods at the grocery outlet store and then talk about them and check them out. But they also like do like a game show part out of it. So like I hosted that part for them. I don't want to give away what I found at their store, but it was things I'd never seen before. Hey, that rhymed. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun on the show with Carlin, Pete, and Sean. They're all very hilarious and really mm. nice guys. So check them out. Well, you could follow them on Instagram at Grocery Gambler Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Grocery Gamblers Pod. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if you go to their Instagram, it'll show you the food that they did. And they like have a first season. And I think they're going to be able to do a second season. So it's yeah. unique and pretty funny. Or you could ignore their shit, make a second account, and follow us twice. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. Yeah, do that. Forget everything that Tiff just said. Checkmate. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. We love that you give us your time, and we appreciate you, of course. Be sure to tune in next time for Mark's pick, Congo. Oh, I was hoping you forgot it already. That's always my favorite. <laughs> I almost did. What was that? Uh, deep Rising? You were like, it's Dead Rising, right? I'm like, no, it's fucking Deep Rising. Deep Impact. No, the Deep Rising movie. <laughs> I said it like four different ways. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I even fucked it up in my deep thought. I think it was written down. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. All right. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>